Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Timothy Cordova and BJ Ferguson. Warning, this is, I guess you could say, mostly a political episode. If you're a fan of either of these guys, I'm sure you'll enjoy what we talk about. But being that the Kelly Patrick Show, we kind of bounce between being a combat sports podcast and then we get into some political talk on occasion. I do like to be as upfront as possible. Of course, my long-term goal is to spread the message of liberty and freedom uh, to people who are maybe not as interested in hearing it, but I do want to maintain the people who, you know, uh, want to tune in just for the combat sports aspect of things. So, of course, Timothy and BJ are both martial artists themselves in the Kentucky uh, scene, but for the sake of today's episode, just being transparent, mostly political. Now, I loved it. Don't get me wrong. Great episode, but do want to be transparent and upfront with you about that. I appreciate everyone tuning in. If you are a fan of The Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way of my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I'm joined by two returning guests. I have Tim Cordova. Tim, how are you today? Doing good. Appreciate you coming on. And of course, BJ Ferguson. BJ, how are you? I'm doing really well. Uh, Appreciate both you guys coming on. One of the cool parts of the Kelly Patrick show selfishly for me is like we got this cool community in my opinion and that is the MMA and jiu-jitsu community locally in the Louisville area and a lot of the people don't really necessarily know each other always but it's kind of like an opportunity to mix and match and people to meet each other uh, and to learn a little bit about each other and and I, I think you guys are both 
interesting um, examples of, I would say, two people who are both very open-minded politically. Yeah. And um, what I mean by that is I would say, I would describe each of you as probably leaning a little bit more to the right, maybe. A little, yeah. BJ? Uh yeah, maybe. Yeah, more. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you I don't know. To, okay. I used to think of myself like, uh, I don't know. I, I, I consider myself pretty open socially, you know, and like leftist in some social by my by non insane standards. <laughs> you know, what I'm yeah, you're you're proud of your gay brother. I, I, I'm all for the gay you know, marriage. You know, I yeah. Mean, there's, I don't really see my like when you talk about like the. Left-right paradigm. Yeah, it's kind of weird for me. You Fair. Because sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, if a transsexual wants to be, live their life and be a transsexual. You don't care. I don't care. Sure. But, I mean, if you want to give a eight-year-old hormones. Sure. I don't think that's cool. Or if you want to talk to my kids about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm that like, would probably be inappropriate also. Um, yeah. they get to be 18 years old. They can do whatever they want. They can talk to whoever they want. They can learn yeah. or not. Um, but what's well, so like the, sometimes like the left stuff, like, especially by today's standards, I'm like, yeah, y'all just sound insane to me. <laughs> I don't want to be mean. Yeah. But it's like, well, what do you, what they're do you not mean? doing themselves many favors. They, basically the woke shit, in my opinion, is what got Trump elected in my description, because Trump was like, Hey. I'm not woke. And half, of, at least, probably more than half the country is like, hell yeah, me neither. <laughs> and so then regardless of any substance or policies, yeah, it's so divisive to just be so and that's, calling everyone racist I, I, and yeah, all this crazy a, shit. I think that's also like a little, that's a way to turn things real bad. You know what I mean? You can get somebody way worse than Trump. Hmm. You start doing stuff like this, you know, like... Uh, one extreme to the other. Yeah, yeah, and you start pushing somebody, and then people will be like, "All right, yeah, screw these guys. Yeah, we should we should kill these guys." Yeah, you know, you you, you can turn stuff into that, and you can you know how they always like called Trump a Hitler and all that. Sure, I'm thinking like this is how you get a Hitler, guys. Mm-hmm. You start being too divisive, and then somebody comes out, you know, cra- with some crazy stuff, and people will be like, "Oh yeah, I think he's right." It's an interesting time to be alive politically. I know that everything is not political. Um, but personally for me today, I woke up this morning and I went lately, Yanni and I've been going to Catholic church for whatever reason. We watched a special about Catholicism. Pope John Paul II, uh, in 1979, gave a speech in his home country of Poland against communism. And then the Soviet union was like, Oh, you can't do that. What the hell? But the, the Catholic church is really powerful. So they were able to. In 10 years, I think it was to the day after that, the Soviet Union fell. So according to some, the Catholic Church contributed to the fall of the Soviet Union. So Yanni's like, oh, you know, loving it. Um, and, she, and the Catholic Church was so demonized within, the, within Cuba, where Yanni grew up, that we've, you know, been checking it out a little bit and trying to learn a little bit about it. I wouldn't still say that I'm necessarily the most religious person, but it's fascinating. This morning, for the first time... Yanni and I went to St. Bartholomew, an 8 a.m. mass, and it was all Spanish. Yeah. Okay. And we've went to some all mostly white Catholic masses recently, too. And there's been mention of, like, 
pray for Ukraine, things like that, and the, the white masses. Yeah. The Hispanic mass, none of the woke shit. Tim, you'd be happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah, it, it was more him talking out about how happy he is to live in Kentucky with Roe v. Wade. Kentucky's one of the three states where they're immediately outlawing abortion. And I'm not even trying to come down real hard on one side of that. Um, yeah, yeah. But this priest sure was. And then at one point he said, you know, we're, we support traditional marriage. Yanni was translating to me. Oh, yeah. Who in here is a man who is the head of your household? Raise your hand. And I didn't know what everyone was raising their hand for, but it was like, Okay, good. So it was like the opposite of a woke uh, type environment. And I saw a stat recently where only 25% of Hispanics currently support Joe Biden. Yeah, he's losing them pretty bad. Did you see uh, Myra Flores in uh, the, that uh, border town district in Texas? She won her congressional seat. Okay. Yeah, so she, uh, she's now, she's a congresswoman. She's the first uh, Latino congresswoman in that district for 150 years that's a Republican. And I, I forget, where is her family from? Let's see. She is an immigrant from Mexico. Okay. And her husband is Mexican, and he's a Border Patrol agent. That's what a lot of people don't realize is a lot of those Border Patrolmen, a lot of them are Hispanic or Latino. Hmm. Interesting. And when it comes to immigration... I follow a lot of the libertarian type ideology. At least I, you know, not saying I always agree with the border, you know, the, the um, libertarian just on every single thing regardless, but I follow that a lot. Libertarians actually closer to being almost like open borders type stuff. They believe in cutting down on the welfare, welfare state, fewer, you know, handouts to the immigrants coming in, but saying come in, work, contribute to our society type deal. Yanni, of course, is Hispanic from Cuba, She's more like, no, like yeah. closed borders type solution. Yeah. So Why it's is like, it? Um, I think, honestly, I think it's because she thinks that a lot of people are coming in and they're going to vote left. Hmm. Interesting. She may have a different description for that. Yeah. I have to ask her that. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know exactly why, but it's fascinating. I hate to um, introduce you like this, but Tim is half Japanese and half Mexican-American. Correct. Um, and a lot of times people meet you, and we've covered this in previous episodes, but I'm revisiting some of your... Um, and you, you don't shy away from this stuff. You seem to be no, proud of it. No, I don't shy away from it at all. No. Yeah. Um, and you're always good-spirited. If, if Isaac or I make a joke with you about something like... Doesn't bother me. Japan, you're not easily offended. No. Some uh, Asian comment, no. you being yellow or something yeah. like that. No, in fact, uh, I, I make fun of myself quite a bit. Um. But you are half uh, Japanese, half Mexican-American, and a lot of times people assume you're leaning to the left. Yeah, usually when I meet somebody, yeah, they, they just automatically assume because I'm brown that I'm voting Democrat or I'm very liberal. And then when they, when they start to talk to me, it's, it's, um, it's really it's interesting to see. It depends on who it is. If there's another person of color, if that's what you want to call it, they're usually pretty cool. The ones that get a little pissy are really they're the white liberals. They're yeah. the worst. Yeah, you know? they are the worst. <laughs> Trying to you know make me feel guilty. Like how could you do that? How can you vote against yourself? You know, lecture me. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty good plan that's working. What's that? How they you the, know, the lefties are smart. Well, they're how they like turn, you know, they got like a lot of blind allegiance from a lot of minorities, honestly. They do get a lot of minorities supporting them. 
without even putting any thought into mm-hmm. it. I've said, did you know Black Lives Matter? Colin Kaepernick, to a press conference, wore a Fidel Castro T-shirt. Yeah. Do you know what that means? I've asked people that. And that, uh, to be fair, the African-Americans who I've talked to about that normally are like, no, I didn't know that. And yeah. they're like not mad about it or anything. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people have no idea what the hell some of the stuff they're supporting, because it sounds good. Yeah. That's why it's so dangerous. It's like you like equality, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. You like equality. You you don't want people to go without health care, do you? Yeah, that's how they get you. <laughs> it yeah, is. Yeah. Who who's gonna say, Hell no, I want people to not have health care? Yeah. And you know, like it's uh like it it does sound good. Like it's it's like a utopia. Like everybody's gonna be took care of and you know, you're not gonna have anybody, you know, and you're like that does sound good, but then you're like, in practice, you've never seen it work. <laughs> yeah, how do you pay for it? <laughs> yeah, other, than, yeah. other than that part, yeah, 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 that yeah, it's yeah. never other worked. Actually, never, other yeah, than yeah. the part that it's never worked, it's great. And it's just like the same thing with like power, you know, like the presidents and the... It's gonna, it will be abused. The person in charge is going to abuse it. Humans are flawed. Mm. You know, that's why I like, you know, for all history, you know, just like in North Korea, you know, like dudes drinking like... Oh yeah, thousand dollars worth of Hennessy a month, and people's out there starving. You know that's it's yeah. how it always happens. You know, same thing in, in in Russia. They were you know they were living high on the hog. Oh yeah, but everybody else wasn't. You know, you get your little box of food for the week and be like, all right, this is what we're eating this week. And there have been cases of right wing ideologies getting into practice. Mussolini, yeah, uh, Pinochet, I guess, um, and there's some other Hitler, obviously. Where they don't do good things either. Nope. Just the natural big government. Yeah. You start giving the government more responsibility for providing things to us, trusting them with everything. Inevitably, they're going to start helping each other out. Yeah, they, they do now. They Here? do it now. Here, yeah, for sure. Sure. You know, that's why I, I, they were talk, we were talking about something the other day with, like, you know, just the politicians being corrupt. And I was like, they vote on their own raises. <laughs> Yeah. Who the hell? Well, you know, we're kind of like, hey, you know, there's obviously something wrong with that. You know, just right there, like you're voting, like who's gonna vote no? And you can't get rid of them because they have to, in order to have term limits, they'd have to legislate that. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. You're like, oh no, I've got this job. I'm not gonna vote to put myself out of a job. I think term limits would would uh, greatly help matters especially when it comes to uh you know buying our politicians out Mm. you look at people like mitch mcconnell he's he's really he's uh lobbied hard by pharmaceutical companies you know so he's not going to speak out against things and it's it's lots of people not just him. yeah the system itself is kind of set up like that i mean i can't really it's hard hard to blame them on either side because you need that money Mm -hmm. to run like they said to run for president is like a billion dollars. Or even to run for like a state yeah, yeah, state representative money, so seat. If you want to run for, for um, Kentucky, to be a Kentucky state senator, mm-hmm. you'll need to raise, you know, maybe $100,000. By the that, way, my buddy's wife won. Uh, oh, wow. Remember I was telling you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, she, she won. Uh, she beat in the primary. So she's going to... Be the Republican uh, No, actually... She won the primary, but there's no Democrat in that. Wow. So she so, is the state senator, Candy Masseroni. Wow. Congratulations to her. Nelson, Nelson County area. So. 
Bardstown. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Very cool. Um, I think there is 38 state senators. I think 38. Last I checked, I think 33 yeah. of them were Republicans. Yeah. In, in Kentucky. Um, and that stuff's important. I, I spoke with a guy the other day in Florida, Throw Bishop, who his focus is on the local stuff. Yeah. And local government, I mean, look no further than the past two years. Would you have rather lived in Florida or New York? Yeah. Yeah, no way. Uh, New York. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, arguably, that local government stuff is, it's kind of like we have a bunch of 50 little independent countries. Yeah, I mean, it kind of was set up to be that way, wasn't it? You know? Yeah. You know, it kind of should be. Sure. Right. Well, that brings us to the big uh, one, right? <laughs> I knew the, that's where we're headed. The, the Roe v. Wade, everybody's... I'd, I'd made this post. I, I probably... Uh, my mom got mad at me, so I had to edit it. It was... Uh, I posted that I was feeling really emotional. And then people were sending me I messages. I saw that. I, I was like, Tim's, I, Tim's they fucking me. around. Yeah, yes. they were believing me and sending me hugs and stuff. And I'm like, oh, no. My mom's like, what are you doing? <laughs> but... um. My God, if people have lost their minds. Mm-hmm. You, so people are posting, I don't have this right to do this and this and this, and I don't have choice over my body anymore. And she lives in Nevada or yeah. California. <laughs> there's yeah, three yeah. states or where it's illegal. Colorado, yeah. Three, there's only three states <laughs> out of the 50 where it's illegal right now. <laughs> Kentucky is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. But... Except for in cases, what is it? Rape, incest. What, what's the other? So you can one? still get an abortion in Kentucky in the I event of rape so. or incest. That's yeah. good. So, I have no problem with that. I, I don't either. You know, and as far as that's a good topic. You know, like for like the way I feel and like understand, I'm not really against abortion. Okay, I just don't want. I just don't want people to act like it's good. Okay. Like you know birth control. Yeah, they don't act like it's a good thing, and you're so proud you can go get an abortion. Yeah, that's yeah. that gets pretty weird. You that, see the videos that, that of the bothers, women chanting how they love abortions, yeah, and the, like the social justice warrior men just screaming about the right for yeah, abortions. Yeah. Like, hey, man, what the fuck's I mean, going on with your life? If that's your number one thing in your life that you care about, what's up? And, I, I mean, I don't know, you know, like, it's a pretty complicated subject, you know? Especially, like you said, like, if somebody's raped... For sure, yeah. For sure, if somebody is incest, for sure. If you got if you got a life threatening, if it's threatening the life, you know, there's there's things where babies are in there growing, they don't have a brain. Sure, of course, of course. You know, no, I, I yeah. don't think any uh, most logical people ain't gonna argue against that. Most you know, people. That, that's where. But then, then for me, it's like the the other extreme is like people are like, oh, it could be. I don't care if it's. Nine months and she can deliver it today. Yeah. You yeah. can abort it. Yeah, that's sick, that's your right. It? That's your. I think that's yeah. To me, that's where it brings back to what I said, like about the left. You know, now I'm like, you sound insane to me. Yeah, like just just <laughs> just deliver the baby and just give it to somebody else. Yeah, you know, somebody it's, take that baby. It's crazy because I'm to the right, but um, and I, I would say I would like to say that I was pro life because I would rather abortions not be taking place. But in cases of rape and incest, and then just to be honest, really, the way our country is structured, this what the what the Supreme Court said was is it's not up to them to decide this. 
they don't make law. So they viewed Roe v. Wade as the court was making law. So they re, they sent that back to the states. But if if people would meet in the middle, you would pull, I'll bet you, an easy 10 Republicans over if you would put a cap on when an abortion could take place. You'd get the Murkowski. You'd get Collins. You'd get the purple Republicans to probably vote for that. Sure. But they don't want that. There is no meeting in the middle anymore. And so now we have states where it's, you can't get an abortion even in cases of rape and incest. That's those people to the far right are out of their freaking mind. Sure. You know, and then, then like what you were saying, you know, California, hell, we'll just, hell, as it's coming out, let's just take its head off right there, you know. And then we have to act like it's, it's a moral high ground to do that. It's surprising to me that people will be like, that's my body. I'm like, that thing could, you know. Like, <laughs> and you're not an uptight guy. No, I mean, right? I, I don't want to. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? You I lost like me. To, you guys lost me there. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'll be like, hold up. That's that's not good. Just just let it come out. Yeah. Someone, it Someone wants it. Someone will take it. Someone will take it. Even yeah. if it's addicted to crack or something, there's Somebody people out there. Someone will take it. BJ, you have adopted some kids. Yeah. Three. What can you tell us about that? Oh, well, I, I did a foster care. To adopt. So How did like, that come about? People think I like adopted my kids. Like I went and found them. Like people, I, I've had people be like, "Where are they from?" Like because they're African American. Like I'm like, like do I'm people saying. ever look at you like, "Hey, I don't don't think you <laughs> no. don't, don't think you're the dad." <laughs> no, Hate to I, break I, it to you. I did, I, I did do a good joke like that on somebody one time. <laughs> I, I think Trey was around like two or three. My boy, he's like eight now. But uh, I was like. He was like, oh, that, this guy was like, is that your is that your son? And he's like, obviously not mixed. A white guy said this to you? Yeah, he's like, is that your son? It was like at a wedding. And I was like, <laughs> he's not mixed at all. I said, Very uh, dark. Yeah, I said, that's what that's what she says, man. You know? <laughs> I said, got to you, you, you trust your wife. You know? Dude, I gave dude like a good like 10 seconds. And I'm like, no, man, I'm kidding. <laughs> talking about that. But uh, it's a, I did foster care. You know, I don't. And then a lot of them, like a couple of them, like my daughters, it was a bad situation. Yeah, like, so you signed up try- to do foster care. You weren't initially trying I to. I wanted to adopt. Oh, okay. Yeah, we wanted to adopt. Okay, yeah, gotcha. But, they, but it was like, you know, like they got all the other things where you can like, you can go adopt a kid if you got like 20, 30 grand. Okay. Spend on a kid. But I knew some other people that had adopted too, and I was like, oh, let's go through the foster care. St. Joe's, which... They're they're pretty great. They the St. Joe's over there off uh, Frankfurt Avenue. Okay, they they're like they they got like a school and they take care of kids. They got a residential center and all that, and they run like kind of like their own little fostering agency. And they were they really are good, and they they'll take care of you. Like I had them come in and bring me stuff. You know, at the beginning, I'm like, I don't need this stuff. I got this stuff. What do you we mean? Had a baby. Like they'll bring you beds. They'll bring you car seats. Okay. They'll, they'll, they'll take care of you. They'll bring you clothes. You know, you need. They got a pretty good little little community. You know. Sure. Where I was like, man, they're hooking us up. And I'm like, I don't need it. We got a bunch of baby clothes, you know, especially for girls. But, uh, like, when we got Millie. That was your first daughter you got. The first daughter, yeah. That I that At the time, you were just doing foster care. So you I were just keeping before, it. I fostered before, yeah. I fostered a, a, a few families before. We had, like, three, a sibling group of three. And they went back to their. Always African-American? No. No, we. I've had white kids, too. Okay. But that's funny. Because, like, people, you know, recently 
my wife has like a TikTok and she's got like a some heat a little bit on there. Really? For what? For her, uh, she did hair. She did, she's getting really good at doing hair. Okay. And she like put a video on there, like, "Oh, I'm so proud of myself." And there, there, there were some people on there, African American, that were being negative about the way she did the black no, girl's hair about having. About adopting black children. Interesting. Should not adopt black children. Wow. But I tell people I didn't pick mine out. Okay. You know, I'm, I was a foster parent. They brought the kids. You know, you want to. Mm-hmm. You got a baby. Like Millie was in the hospital and had just been born. Died. Had just been born. Well, she was like four weeks old. But they said she had been beaten. They could tell since she was like two weeks old. Mm, she had a skull fracture all the way around. Oh, both legs, both legs broken. Uh. She had to get some of her intestines removed. It was a struggle. Like they said, she was in shock when they brought her in there. And, and we don't died. even know who beat her. They, the mother, the grandma, the grandma. See, the mom, Millie's mom is like kind of like eleven year old, like in the head. Like they t- they test her. She's she's not developed. mentally impaired. mentally yeah she's mentally impaired. So she went to stay with her grandma or something like two at two weeks her grandma got the courts to let her take the kid so the grandma had the kid and either the grandma or the grandma's boyfriend beat the kid wow probably the like, grandma's boyfriend they to never be got fair. charged either they got they got where they can't be around kids or whatever you know okay like, but it was like the courts were like oh they can't prove it cuz that was all going all the court case was done and do you even want to go with a court case? Do you even want to go through with a court case with that? Yeah. What would that even help? They, You're not going to sue those people. No, no. And the, but I'm like they brought her to the hospital and said she had, wasn't acting right. That's what happened at four weeks old. She wasn't acting right. Like she was yeah, punished but, for something so that I was thought, warranted. I thought it was, and the the grandma said the the boyfriend rode over on her, mm-hmm. and the doctors are like, no, that you can't get injuries like that, especially like yeah. baby's bones. You know they don't they don't do that. So when we got her, which we already had Trey and his sister Nina. Trey's sister Nina was, she was, had a, they had a different grandparent. They had different fathers. So her grandma got her. Her grandma eventually got her. We had her for about a year. And they was going to let her get Trey too, even though she was not related to Trey at all. Mm. But they told her they told her if she she had to go, which I was kind of mad about that. Like, this lady's the same as me. You know, yeah. I, you want to keep them together. And, I, you know, my heart broke for that. But... They said she had to go do adopt, go do the foster care training and the background check and all that. And she said she don't want to do that. Mm. So, mm. so he stayed with us. Cause it's a, I mean, it, it's not a hard process if you're just a normal person. You, you don't have skeletons. No, yeah, that's what I'm Is saying. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I'm just saying. Like you, you gotta have be like the, the you gotta have a house. Okay. okay? You Can't have, have an apartment. You you probably have an apartment. Oh, okay. But you gotta have enough room. You gotta have a li- good living situation, and you gotta have enough room. And it's like something crazy, like fifty square feet. Okay. You know, like to have it, like For you each can have kid. two. Yeah, it's something crazy small. You know. And then you gotta have what do they have? Background checks and all that. So I mean, if you're not a violent felon or a child molester, you're good. Sure. You know, because I mean, I, I've got, you know, like a little bit of records of misdemeanors. You know, like marijuana possession back. You were completely years tra- completely transparent about all that. Yeah, they mean, were they, like, they "Trust me, in, that's that's yeah, good to hear." I was like, I'm, "You know, never never violent crime." You know, I got a PI one time and a couple times went to jail for some weed. You know, I told him that, and I, I I was worried about it messing me up, honestly, because I was like, "Man, this." And then I was like, "Look, y'all, this is 
They were probably like, <laughs> that's this, nothing. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. It was like, yeah. two, you it should was see a, the people it, we it, deal it with. It was like 2001, too. Yeah. So you do all that, and then they, they get your, you, you got to like turn in your financial. Like, they want to see that you're able to take care of yourself because mm-hmm. they give you like the sniping, you know, for the kids, you know, for the foster families. And they want you to, they want to make, they want to make sure you could not use this money for you drugs. Keep your lights on. Sure. You know, that's pretty much it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to be rich or anything, you know. Like, a lot of Aaron, like, people's, like. Your wife. Uh, yeah. On a lot of your wife's on friends. Her, like, TikTok or whatever. She's, she's like, got her little TikTok and makes little videos and all that. And all the hate she got. Uh, she got a lot of love, too. But a lot of the hate she got was from African-Americans. You shouldn't have them kids. You don't know how to raise them kids. Mm. You know, I mean, there there may be a little bit of truth to that. I don't know. You know, I'll just do the best I can. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to take this kid because he's African-American. Mm-hmm. I mean, how would that be? That would be bad. <laughs> That's what they want you to do? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, find him <laughs> No thanks on the black find, kids. Find him African-American. And then they'd be yeah, happy? Yeah, I don't know, you know. We like, wanted a white one, and then the, yeah, everyone and would be like, happy? Yeah, well, y'all are, what they, people said we were, like, privileged to, 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 that's why we could adopt these kids. Okay. And I'm thinking, I, I don't get on there and talk, you know, but I'm like, and Aaron don't want to explain everybody's story and be like, well, Trace, you know, we, we're normal. We're normal people. When we first adopted our kids, you know, we probably just, by economic standards, we was just in the middle class, you know, still yeah. in the middle class. You know, we're, we're, mm-hmm. we don't have any, uh, you know, we're not rich or nothing. We don't have no money. We uh, tried to act like that was a reason that we got the kids and they didn't go back to their home because of our, of our privilege. And, okay. Oh, they had the money to adopt these kids and all that. And I'm like, geez, y'all. And then they'll be like, oh, they can't get reunited back to their families because the system doesn't work for people of color as well. Mm. That's, what the, that's what people were trying to say. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to tell everybody's story, but I, I will in this setting. But I'm saying all that. Like Trey's mom never came to get him. Could have. Could have. Damn. She never. She never passed a drug test. She had like twenty drug tests and failed them all. Mm. She had. I mean, he was only two or one, 15 months when I got him. So you've had him for. But six I didn't years. adopt him till he was five because she actually appealed it. She never visited. She had visits. Never came. Mm. How many kids does she have? A few. A few. I, I don't even know how many. But she she never came. And the reason he got into care when he was one month old or 15 months old is because she had got in trouble for beating like his 12-year-old brother or something. Damn. It was autistic. Something something like that happened. So she got in trouble for beating that kid, abusing that kid, and then they took her kids. Damn. But she never called. We had our phone number. Because, you know, we kept contact with them. They'll, like, give your phone number. And they'll. And the thing about being a foster parent, you're kind of, when you're fostering, you're, you're at their beck and call as far as like the system is concerned like if they set up a meeting with if the if the dad can make it to a meeting at 9 30 every monday you have to be there at 9 30 every monday with that kid even if you don't show he don't show if they don't show twice they they re, they cancel and you can get it back they can you know if he if he can talk yeah. to them they, they give him so many chances they give him so many opportunities the dad they told him he could get a visit at 8 a.m in the morning at the center, you know, the little to get like a visit. He says too early. It's too early. And never, so it never called, never came. Never saw him. Mom never did. We, we was about to adopt. They were telling us, okay, you're about to adopt. She filed an appeal. She filed an appeal. You're, 
you know, so we had to wait a year. And when she filed their appeal, I was like, damn, maybe she's doing something. Yeah. Nothing. Just a year, and then after the after the year, then we could finally adopt. Just to make it difficult. Yeah, I was like, why are you even doing this if you're not trying to get your kid back? There's all sorts of different angles to you being the legal guardian for three African-American kids. Um, one I would think of would be, have you had any type of conversation with them about race or racism? Not necessarily like racism. A, a little bit. We... we I try to hype them up all the time, though, you know, and just be like, you know, be proud of who you are, you know, like, oh, you're, you know, you tell the girls, oh, you got pretty brown skin. Oh, man, I love that. You know, mm-hmm. that's beautiful. And we, we do stuff like that. And, you know, of course, you know, s- you know, celebrate the black heroes and all that. You know, yeah. we try we try to do a lot of that. But, you know, Trey's eight now. Uh, Millie's about to be seven. Ellie's about to be six. So, like, I really haven't had sat down and really have a conversation about that yet. Where as far as, like, people yeah. might not like you. I, I don't want to. It, it hasn't happened. I, I'd rather, you haven't encountered any. I haven't encountered it, so I'm not really trying to. Not at their school or anything? Yeah, yeah. Well, they they, they go to Bloom, too, and, like, it's pretty, it's pretty mixed, I think. Pretty you know, diverse. Far, yeah, it's pretty diverse school, so I don't think. I mean, I know it's going to happen. Some form of racism. I know it's going to happen. But but beyond that, okay, then that you could face a um, maybe kind of almost the other side of it where people start getting in their ear talking to them about racism. Yeah, um, I'm sure that Maybe trying to convince them that they're victims. Yeah, I don't want that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't want that. They're young for it now. I've found through my stepdaughter going to public high school in Jefferson County for her freshman year of high school. High school is when they really start leaning into that stuff. Oh, yeah. They do it in middle school, too. Um, Literally, Carla's first assignment when she learned English was about racism with Jefferson County. Welcome to the United States. Here's an assignment where you have to write about systemic racism. I mean, if you want to talk about it, you know, I, I don't know, but like... I don't want people. I, I don't like the mentality of like, okay, you're you're gonna have a harder time, mm-hmm. or you you know, because I feel like a lot of the hardcore lefties, to me, they give a racist vibe off because mm. they look down on the on the you know they always want to be like, oh, black people they they can't they can't get jobs. Then we need to they can't we we need to be this. They have a white savior complex that they try to like do that like oh, I, I've heard it so many times. You know, people like oh well. Black people can't get the IDs because they, they don't have internet. They can't vote because they, they don't have their they IDs. ID, yeah. They, yeah. they can't get internet. It's a, you got to get online and a lot of them don't have access. They're not internet. capable of learning how I'm to like, get online. Yeah, you kind of like make your say, you know, it's really weird to me. I'm like, y'all, do you know what, what you sound like right now? Like if somebody was, let's say like somebody that's known to be a racist, like the David Duke guy, you know? Yeah. If he was saying the same stuff y'all are saying, yeah. y'all would be losing y'all's minds. Like sure. stop saying that, you know? Like. I don't. I don't want people. I don't want them to feel like victims for sure. They need to feel empowered. Yeah, just just be be a regular person. Yeah, you know, don't you know? What I found interesting is talking to people from Africa. I've got a buddy from Ghana, and yeah. he he said to me, "I didn't prompt this. This was years ago." He said that his father lives in Germany. They're as dark black as you can get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And supposedly there's actually more racism 
that he's experienced in Germany than here in the United States. Also, he had said that, um, to be fair, there's no place on earth that it's better to be a black or brown person than the United States. No as doubt. far as opportunity, get a good job, pursue whatever career you want. Um, and beyond that, there's like affirmative action type stuff. You can get certain scholarships. Um, so I think as long as positioned in a healthy way, um, I think it can be a empower an empowering thing. That's part of your identity. You like you yeah, said, you should be fine. proud of it. You should be proud yeah. of who you are. You look a little different than your white friends, or that's mm-hmm. cool. You've got interesting history you need yeah, to learn yeah, about. Yeah. Even if it's, you know, a different part of Africa that I, we're not as familiar with or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Uh, Tim, you've spoken in the past on a couple episodes about, you know, the history of Mexican-Americans or j- the mm-hmm. Japanese and the different cultures and things like that. And, and, you know, to me, that stuff's fascinating. You actually pointed out that you had a student, I think, that was of... Scandinavian descent, some yeah. type of Viking stuff. And yeah. you said to him, hey, that's cool. And he was like... He's 100%. He's, his last name was Sondergaard, you know. And over the, yeah, yeah. the, over the A's yeah. was the little... Yeah, yeah. And so when I was reading that, I was like, ooh, we've got a Viking in here. And so I said his name, and he was... Un- you know, he was kind of like, "Hey, I don't, want to, I don't want to talk about yeah, that. Well, I'm just white. I'm not just a white guy, you know." Yeah. And so through my semester, I would tell him, "Hey, I want you to look up this guy or this figure, and I want you to learn about your history." And then towards the end of the the school year, um, you know, everybody was calling him Ragnar. He was a big, tall kid, played basketball. Yeah. But uh, so now he he he'll text me from time to time, and he it's always the Viking. That's how he responds back. Yeah. But it's it's amazing to me that somebody like that with who's a, I mean he was 100% his mom was his dad was or their family you know as close to 100 as you can get he really didn't know didn't understand his yeah, culture yeah, you know yeah. and uh, you, that's I think that's important for you to understand your culture but um I think it's also important to have a certain amount of pride in in being American and uh, I'm I'm not seeing that anymore. I'm just I'm you hear from the left, they've almost demonized the American flag. It just pisses me off. And uh, <clears throat> there's nothing white about me, but uh, all I hear from uh, from the left, and and like I said, it's usually white liberals. It, I, I'll encounter black liberals or some some Mexicans, and we might have a difference of opinion. But the ones that I get it from, it's how can you vote against yourself? That's those are the ones I just really want to slap them. You know, it's an interesting topic. Um, I heard uh, a 2017 Ron Paul interview with that guy Patrick Bet David, Iranian guy who does like some of the best podcast interviews in the world. Mm. He had interviewed Kobe Bryant. I mean, he interviews a lot of the top people in the whole world. Once again, Patrick Bet David. And he asked him, Ron, I think your ideas would help some minority communities. I want to help you to grow and to uh, um, get more of a following within the Hispanic communities and the African-American communities. And this is going to sound like a dickhead response, but I think it's actually kind of brave. Ron said, the only problem with that is when you start marketing to a specific group, Mm -hmm. they say, okay, what are you going to do for me? Yeah. 
and we don't do anything for specific groups. That's the way it should be. We just kind of try to protect everyone's individual rights regardless of anything. And some people will hear that and be like, oh, my God, you must be a racist. Yeah. But to me, I thought it was kind of more than that. It was like, I think that's kind of the opposite of racism. Treat people equally. <laughs> right? <laughs> like try to just protect their ability to do their own shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, a lot of interesting stuff. For some reason, I've been fascinated with these type of topics lately. Reading a book by Thomas Sowell. Uh, it's called Black Rednecks and White Liberals. I'm a real slow reader, so it's taken me like three months. But I'm almost finished with it. And he does a history of uh, education within the African-American community ever since slavery ended. Slavery ended in like 1866 or something like that. I forget exactly when. Something yeah, 1865. along those. 1865, maybe. So. Um, and... Within like 30 years, African-American households, like the, the, the nuclear families, the fathers were staying around, and the, things were doing pretty, relatively pretty good for black mm-hmm. households in the United States. Yeah, and, you know, test scores, standardized testing at the schools, there would be a black school. Now, there was still segregation, and, you know, that, that's a whole different, you know, conversation. I'm not saying that's necessarily good or anything remotely close to that. But for the sake of this conversation, they had black schools and they had white schools. In a lot of cases, the black schools outperformed the white schools. And that coincided with when they, the, the prevalence of the black father in the household sticking around, you know, families staying together, just like any other community, Asian communities, mm-hmm. Jewish communities, very close, tight-knit families leads to better, whether it's academic performances or, you know, uh, career performances. I mean, it seems common sense. Yeah, yeah. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we even need to have this conversation? Yeah, well, I mean, that's a... I mean, yeah. But when it started to decline was, I think, in the late 50s, the in- introduction of the welfare state in the yeah. United States. Good old LBJ. Yeah, they started to, to um, you know, incentivize um, African-American mothers... To single mothers, to be single mothers, and it still happens today. I, not just African Americans, but I know I dated a girl who, um, you know, we weren't thinking about marriage, but if we did get married, it would have screwed up her food stamps, health care, everything. Yeah. So it's incentive not to have the, the 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 structure to the household, and you see the the academic test scores specifically for the black community just plummeted. And the, the uh, prevalence of a fatherless home or whatever, yeah. by whatever definition, you know, you want to call it, 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 it it's, once again, like you said, BJ, it's real common sense, but I mean, it went down while the test scores went down and it's been kind of on a, you know, plummeting well, ever, I mean, ever since. When you look at um, Black Lives Matter, their website, that was in their mission statement. I think they removed to, it. Yeah. I, I took screenshots of it. Yes. They, were, they ended up removing it within when they that, yeah. when they very first came out. That was in there about their move away from a nuclear family. So they didn't want to. There they were um, echoing that that they didn't need the black father in the home, and and then they've influxed that with this LBGTQ community. You know, they've rolled all of that into that as well. So. Shit's evil. I, I, I believe it's evil. Oh, I, I, do. I do. I mean, it's, it's, it's not good. I'm not saying the LBGTQ is evil. I'm saying 
they they took all these things and try to roll it up in there, and then they systematically kind of got taken taken apart. You know, Malcolm X, his effigy was originally on their webpage. I believe that's gone now because his one daughter is still a devout Muslim. And she's mm. like, my father was a devout Muslim. Mm-hmm. He would have never supported this mission statement as you had. There is no way he would support a fatherless community. Yeah. yeah. When you listen to Malcolm X's speeches, you know, it's funny when you, it's really hard on YouTube to go find some of Malcolm X's speeches when he's speaking about uh, socialism, liberals, white liberals. Mm, he has some pretty strong They're words. Really about white hard liberal. to find those videos, and there's a reason for that. Mm. And when you think about you, if you ask African Americans, you know, hey, what do you know about Malcolm X? Usually they say, oh yeah, he's a real militant guy, hated white people. Well. Yeah, he did early on, but what do you really know about him? Why? You know, and then what happened in his life? And then, you know, what were his end days? Like, they have no idea. They have no freaking, and, and that's the saddest thing. Sure. Because I find him to be really, um, he's an American icon, what he went through. You know, his, his dad was killed by the Klan, you know, a little kid. You know, he went to prison, um, found Islam, hated white people. I mean, somebody... Of a group of people, yeah, because yeah, of your color, killed your father. I'd hate him too. Uh, you heard them saying mean but, things you know, about you because of your color, and then yeah. they also killed your father because yeah. of his color. Of course, you hate him. So Makes you know, sense. but his whole evolution is his pilgrimage to Mecca, where the Russian white Muslims. You know, we talked about that on the show before. You know, they bathed him, washed his feet, taught him about true Islam, and. So all of a sudden, this black nationalist comes back from Mecca, and he's like, whoa, I think uh, I need to question some of these teachings, you know. And a lot of black youth, they don't understand that about Malcolm X, you know. They just think of this guy who who just, you know, hated white people. Let's do things the Malcolm X way. Well, you don't even know who Malcolm X is, first of all. So, But it's sad. It's not getting taught in schools. And, you, and Thomas Sowell's not getting You should see both sides to things. But they're not getting that. Thomas Sowell was a, he started out Marxist, wasn't he? said he? in his early 20s he was a Marxist. Yeah. Then uh, he realized. He's, not, he's like 92 now, and he's still sharp as shit. What was his quote, though, about it? Um, why he left Marxism? It's probably in his book. He couldn't, he, the facts wouldn't add up. Yeah, the only issue with Marxism is none of it. It actually makes any sense and does certainly doesn't work. Some he's got some just real to the point quotes. Yes, um, but you know the the humanitarian type stuff and helping people and things like that is very sellable, especially to young people. So I mean, I almost respect someone like that in a lot of ways more. I, I admittedly was never a Marxist, so I can't claim that I was. Yeah, but if someone actually bought into something like that, like John Stossel is a libertarian. He was a very far left Democrat and he started doing consumer reviews for products and he would like point out how evil companies were and he kept doing them and he kept learning, hmm, it seems like actually it's the government regulation that's fucking everything up. Yeah. Yeah. And so on his own and it's all documented, he just completely flipped it the other way where he's like, actually government is what's evil. It's not the businesses. Um, so if someone comes to a journey, goes through their own journey, is kind of like a actualize. You're a former Democrat, Tim. Yeah, mm-hmm. I voted for um, Bill Clinton. 
Yeah. That was before being a Democrat or a lefty meant like you were... Join the military. And, yeah, all sorts of crazy shit like it is now. You know, and then, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I probably, <laughs> if you go back, I probably would have been like, "Yeah, it sounds like a good idea." Sure. I think yeah. they were Makes somewhat sense. sane back then. You know, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Now, it, I don't know who these people are. I mean, I'm, I'll be honest. I have no idea who these people are. I went to hot yoga earlier today with Yanni, a young girl, maybe 18 or 19, brand new, first day on the job. She's working the front desk. A new girl comes in to do class, 16-year-old, 17-year-old. I just happened to be walking by. She was having her fill out the form. Clearly a female. The young yeah. girl, 16 or 17, female. No question. Not short hair, nothing. The, the 19-year-old girl's like, okay, um, uh, male or female, or do you not want to say? And I was like, just, and I don't mind if someone identifies as something different. I don't mind, yeah. but like. Why all this crazy shit? What, what the? How the fuck did we get to this <laughs> like point? People, like people, like on their like Facebook profiles, like under their picture, like my pronouns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they them. They them. Yeah, whatever. Dude. Just I'm a like, straight uh, guy, and he puts he him. I'm like, they, oh, thanks. What's the other people that are like? They float, and I'm like, I don't think that's fair, dude. Gender binary. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, I might be a man in the morning, but in the afternoon I may be a woman. There's really people like that. <laughs> yes. That is a real thing. Like, I hear that. I'm like, y'all got to make that up. And they may be confused. Clearly they are, but I don't mind them being confused even. I don't mind. They're going through their own journey. I wish them the best. What I do mind is the um, clearly like using it in a way to try to have everyone look at you and they need to respect you for that. They need to tell you this and yeah, yeah. everybody needs to accept things on your terms. And if you announce today you're a woman and tomorrow you're a man, then they need to be on top of that. That needs to be priority for Tim. Tim needs to make sure he knows what to call them today and then tomorrow. And also you have to agree with it every time. Like, what the fuck is going on? You just do your own thing. I'll do my own thing. Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 feel, I definitely feel like... Uh, sorry for people. I mean, I don't want to sound mean, but like that, that can't be easy. Sure, there's high suicide rates of transgenders. Yeah, like, transgender, like, like they, they cannot be easy. very high suicide. And rates. you know, we need to be like, you know, that's another conversation to have. Like, what's going on here? Like, this is a mental health thing. I mean, in my opinion, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to like discredit anybody's. But I'm thinking it's not, it's not good. Not a good thing, and then when you're re you get a lot of positive reinforcement from a lot of people, and the other and you know no other mental health problem has that. Yeah. Like if I if I'm telling y'all I got spiders crawling on my body, people telling y'all hey just telling me he's got the spiders crawling on his body. You know if I, if I'm yeah. if I'm a if I'm you know say I'm going through some schizophrenia, yeah. You know you're I'm telling you you know I think the government's you know putting uh you know bugs in my head you know. Putting bugs in my head to listen to what I'm saying. We're not going to have a whole group of people telling me, "Hey, just telling me." Yeah, yeah. What what does that do you? What what good does that? What service do we do to you if we say, "BJ, you're right. The government's out to get you, and you have bugs crawling all over your skin." And if you change your mind later, that's true too. And and, and the and, and the thing about it is, I'm like I said, I'm all for you know just you know basically like personal liberty. If you want if if you want to be I'll even call. I'll even call you a female. Sure. If you want to say I'm, you're identified as a female. I'll say she. I don't have. If I mess up and say he, I, I would apologize or something. You know, I, I, I'm not. I want to try hurt anybody's feelings. 
But then, like you said, when they want to start putting it, like forcing you to the, do this, you know, like now you misgendered somebody, so now you're bad, you know, like why'd you do that? Or you must believe that, biologically yeah, that that is a she. Yeah. Now that's where they're going now. And you have to acknowledge that if someone, a male or whatever, if I announced that I could get pregnant, I need you guys to say that I could. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's that. What like, about the, you know, some of it just is insane to me. And I mean, I don't want to, like I said, I'm trying not to offend people <laughs> because I don't want, I don't want to offend people, but I also have my personal views. Like there was like a guy and he had like a beard. He identifies a female. Mm-hmm. And he was with another guy, or no, he identified as a male, but he was a biological female, and then he was with a biological male, and he got pregnant, and they was like, oh, a man has a baby. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, that's a woman, and this guy, his, 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 what are you his, trying to accomplish? His partner identified as a gay man. You're not gay. You might, I don't think you're gay, because you, you had sex with a woman. In her vagina. And you got her pregnant. <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner still has sex with women, I think. I don't think she had her dick r- removed. She said she would still have heterosexual sex, just likes to dress as a woman, which is, once again, I really don't care. Caitlyn Jenner is actually an interesting case. She identifies as a Republican also. Mm. It's, it boggles me a little bit sometimes, but, I mean, it's a lot. You know, it's a lot. You know, like, I have, like, two people. Like, I seen some a couple one time, and it was, like, the, the girl was identified as a guy but was with a guy and the guy identified that was with the girl that identified as a guy identified as gay and i was just like ah, ah. You, you, you like girls are you like guys i, I don't know it's pretty confusing nowadays <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it? confusing yeah but Ma- imagine if you're eight and getting taught this in school sure and it's confusing. It's confusing for me, and like I said, I'm not. I, I, I'm not the judge of somebody. Sure, but it's very confusing. Well, think about back to when you were 12 or 13 years old, and you were going through puberty. There's a little confusion inherently about sexuality. It's oh, not a good time, right? I can remember being like, you know, your insecurities, and you got all sorts of shit going yeah, on. You got these yeah. new hormones pumping through your body. Uh, you're not quite sure how, you know, your dick gets hard. How do you fuck a woman? I don't know. You, yeah, yeah. What is this? You you, st- you know what I mean? You, you don't quite know how shit works to start. And then you got some weird-ass teacher trying to say, hey, just so you know, you're not necessarily male. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, well, I don't know. That just t- seems like it's a, uh, and they do it even before 12 or 13 now. With some weird shit. Oh, they I, were doing no. They were they were trying to do that stuff in my daughter's elementary school. What do you mean? Like they had like a book about like trans a transgender kid, and they were trying to get them to read it and all this. Do you do anything about it? Yeah, a bunch of parents did, and they stopped it. You were involved in it. My wife was. Okay, I was just okay. like, what the hell? And she, her, her, and her, they got together. I mean, they were just basically like, hey, we don't mind. And my wife's pretty, uh. I'd say more left. Okay. You know what I'm saying? City girl, you know, not insane, but like pretty, you know, live and let live, pretty left. And she was just like, this is not age appropriate. And, you know, she's also a a school teacher of high school. And she was like, when when she has, she was saying, just saying like, they went about it all wrong. 
They didn't get they didn't get permission first of all. They didn't get permission to read this book. And she's like when I and it, it had a couple of things in there that were like sexual. Like, oh my I could feel my penis getting hard. Like shit that was just inappropriate for any book. I don't mm. I don't care if it's talking about it was stuff like that. Oh, my brother was looking at uh porn or pornographic magazines and gonna go to the bathroom. It, there was some stuff that was very inappropriate that I don't care what the book was about. Mm-hmm. It was just inappropriate. I don't want my, you know, fifth grader that's also like my child is uh, pretty innocent as far as that's concerned. Like, we, she knows about sex, of course, you know, and like, you know, my wife, she was a, uh, she's also actually a nursing teacher, but she worked with, uh, you know, labor and delivery. She 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 broke it down and tells them. You know, she, they know how everything works, mm-hmm. right? But like, as far as like, you know, I don't want masturbation being like talked about with my kid. That you know what I mean in elementary school. I thought they're supposed to do like math and <laughs> yeah, English and like, science and stuff. And they don't a lot. That's the, you know, like we were talking about something the other day. You know, just as far as like American history, and I was like, y'all didn't learn about that. I haven't learned about like the Revolutionary War or anything like that. And they're like, no. Nah. She's like, no, nah. a yeah. little bit, you know. And I'm like, damn, what are you, what are you doing in school? Like, do you, I guess they get into it in middle school. I guess. I, I don't know, <laughs> but they they're sure to cover some other topics. I know. I was I was I was sitting there, and they have also which, you know, I, I feel for the kids that are struggling with their sexuality because it can't be good, you know. Mm-hmm. Just like I said, it's not easy. It, it wouldn't be easy being a gay guy. No. Especially around, like, puberty. And it would be worse. I think it would even be harder being, like, a transsexual. Sure. You know, people, kids can be bullies. Big time. There is a woman. I'm sorry. Man. Buck Angel. Who, right here is a picture of him. Born as a female. Okay. He's been on Joe Rogan, actually. Yeah. A- completely anti-woke. Yeah. I am scheduled, fingers crossed, as of right now, to interview Buck Angel, July 20th at 5.30 over mm. Zoom. Lives in Los cool. Angeles. I've heard a couple pretty cool podcast interviews with him. and That one will be interesting. Yeah, and he, he has identified as a transsexual, I think, for 30 years. And so he... You know, before it was cool, literally, you know, people say yeah, back yeah. before it was cool, I yeah, did this yeah. or that. But, I mean, bad, but before it was cool, I think I saw a stat like 30% of some public high school kids identify as, like, some non-binary or something. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's literally it's really cool. Went up, it's went up a lot, yeah. Yeah, so back before it was cool, 30, 40 uh, years ago. I was watching a little interview with a lady that was talking about her class, and she was a very, you know, woke teacher, I guess, if you want to call them. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, I have a class of 28 students and 15 of them, uh, it was like fourth grade or something. Identify. Like 15 of them identify on the LGBT spectrum. I'm like, what are you doing in that class? Yeah. Because yeah. I mean. And I, she was proud of it. Like, yeah. There's people She out was there proud that are, of that. You know, you're going to be like that, but I'm just like, that doesn't seem like the right number <laughs> to me. You it's know? not. It doesn't seem like it should be a natural number. There are cases, I think one in every million or something, where a person is born with both sex organs. Yeah. So that happens for sure. Not common at all. You know, someone yeah. t- sometimes someone will be born with five, six toes or something. 
So occasionally there's genetic things that happen that are different. And then beyond that, there's some people who, for whatever reason, like dressing up as a woman and identifying yeah. as a woman and they're, you know, they're born a male. And that's fine too. That's but fine, I just yeah. don't think it's as common as what's going on. Yeah, and then, you know, like, as far as like transsexuals too, like the the male to female and they get the surgery, like I tell people all the time, like, dude, that, that dude really wanted it. Mm. I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, you know, I, I'm not going to be mean because he really wanted that. You know, he, he took that, you mm-hmm. know, you cut, you cut your dick off. If you cut your dick off, I'd say you're saying. all like, in. You, you yes. ever see like the old Rambo movies where people's like tied up and they're like shocking them? You know, like, where's, where's the information? Tell me information. I'm telling you right now, they got me tied up. They just be like, oh, we're on, we're on castrate you. We're going to cut your dick and balls off. I'll be like, all right. What do you need? I'm talking now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's about the worst thing that can happen. And yeah. You're voluntarily doing it. Paying to have it done. You really want it. You're paying. Yeah, I, can't, to. I can't doubt your. Uh, so some people, sincerity. it's whatever. And I actually don't have a problem with that. If adults do it, I don't on their own either. accord, and they pay for it. I don't think our tax dollars should pay for that. I also don't think my tax dollars should pay for any any abortion whatsoever. Well, and then you know, as far as that's concerned, too. Yeah, when you're an adult. When you're an adult, if you choose to do that, you should be able to do that. When it could, that's one of the things, the little sticking points I have with like the the hard left right now. Don't be messing with the kids because mm-hmm. they said something like seventy to eighty percent of people that are like twelve years old that identify as uh, having gender uh, dysphoria. Dysphoria, yes. By the time they reach adulthood. They have changed their mind. They've changed their mind. I, wow. I, actually, I thought I was. I thought I was, but I'm. I'm a guy. Yeah. Or I'm. I'm just it's a true. gay guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm just a gay guy. Yeah. I like guys, but I'm not a girl. Mm-hmm. You know. I, I should do, clip that so, and have so, BJ Ferguson, and then I'm just a gay guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> and like, so I'm like, yeah, you need to quit messing with kids. You know, I yeah. can't. I can't take my kid down here and get him a tattoo of a T-Rex because he wants one. Sure. They'll be like, "Where's his ID?" Can't be doing skits. I can't even sign off on it as a parent. Well, I'm his parent, and I, I think he wants his T-Rex sleeve. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. So why would you be able to give your kids hormones? That's an, another That's, interesting topic. Th- Thomas Sowell covers um, subs, you know, substantially. Thomas Sowell devotes quite a bit of energy to this topic. Many public school teachers, and it's not new. This has been going on, I think, since the 60s and 70s. They have a higher rate of themselves not having children. Um, and, of course, leaning very far to the left. And taking pride in being kind of the cool teacher who influences their kids. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not go along with what their parents say. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're talking about not influencing kids to get a, a, a gender reassignment surgery. That's a no-brainer. I cannot believe we even have to discuss that. I, that's how I feel. That's yeah. fucking insane. Yeah. Beyond that, I also think it's fucking insane to push any type of political agenda on kids. I, I never had that. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't, did. I don't remember my teacher, or who who my teacher voted for, my teacher talking shit about. Now, were, were, were they school, su- were they subtly trying to teach you things? Maybe. You didn't remember. notice. Maybe I, I didn't wasn't notice. real sharp. I graduated high school with a 1.4 GPA. Yeah, yeah. I literally yeah, I, was I, the worst student in my graduating class. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't have picked up on it, even if they were trying to convince me to be a yeah, I didn't pay attention communist so or much. Nazi. Yeah, or yeah. I don't know. But I have to think if someone leans that far to the left, that whether or not they are overt about it, I have to think there's some type of influence that they push. Yeah. And like they need to stop. 
That's not cool. Just teach the kids. Yeah. Just teach the kids what they need to to have an education. Teach them math. Teach them history. Teach them science. You know, a little financial literacy thrown in there in high school. Maybe that'd be a perfect little uh, combination there. You know, like technical training, Tim. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Trade school stuff. I want to go back though to the. Have you seen that? What is a woman? Nope. You should. I haven't BJ. watched it. I've just seen that clip. I need to watch uh, it. Matt, Matt Walsh. Walsh. Oh gosh, he's he's real big into it, that stuff. Well, what was it? So you guys were just talking all about this stuff, and he's very smart and he's data driven. So he goes and he interviews all kinds of people. And that's his question. You'll ask him. Okay. But he usually he waits into the interview and he's serious and he'll ask them, "What is a woman?" And it's it's amazing to listen to that. And he says, I want you to tell me what a woman is without using the word woman. Mm. And they can't. And they get mad at him for yeah, it. Yeah, I've seen that. Where does he go to do this? Like university? He's in universities, uh, talking to transsexuals, ones that went from male to female. But he's got some really good statistics in there. And um, he's got different professionals, you know. So he's showing all sides of it. But uh, a lot of these young people who, do you realize there's a lot of young girls under the age of 18 getting their tits cut off? Yeah, as long as one parent, doesn't even have to be two, one parent. Oh, my God. Imagine if your, your ex-wife said, I think this is a Matt, good idea. That's so, what's going on with the guy in Canada. Oh, my God. So you're a little tomboyish. You know, the girl's a little tomboyish, and she's 13, and. Well, I think maybe I'm, you know, and she's being told maybe she's a boy. Yeah, maybe they'll get their tits cut off. And so he's talking about this. And um, he's trying to, like what you guys are saying, this is something you got to wait until they're adult, until they're fully formed and their mind's functioning. But no, it's happening. It's happening right now. One of the interesting things that he brought up was these people who have the sex change, the data shows that they are, seven to ten times more suicidal after they've had the change. And so he's also interviewing people who've had the changes, and um, it's very interesting listening to him. Guys think, talking about how, yeah, he's he battles suicide every day, wishes, or was a, it was a, a she that became a he. Mm-hmm. Wish they didn't do it because they took all these hormones, and now these hormones are causing organ problems. Mm-hmm. You know, if a woman's body was designed to have a whole bunch of testosterone pumped in it, well, it would have been designed that way. But sure, it they isn't. would produce more testosterone. Yeah. Yeah. The estrogen. So, so now we're starting to get, you know, health that, issues. That's what they, and then I seen another thing about that where they were like, oh, that's reversible. And I'm like, no. Nah. You, <laughs> you take a kid that's a boy that's 13, 14, up to, you know, you're developing big time, fast. Physically, mentally, and you start you start trying to take the testosterone away and pumping like testosterone blockers and estrogen. You ain't gonna pull it out at seventeen and do be like, oh, I'm, I'm yeah, nothing. Okay. I'll grow. I'll get my nothing happened. No, you're you. It's gonna it's gonna mess you up for life for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Matt Walsh at one point was in Lexington, Kentucky. I believe. Mm. I think when he got started, he was on local radio in Lexington, if I remember. That's, a, that's an interesting one. If you haven't seen it, you guys should watch it. I, I, should I, th- it. I thought he did a good job. You know, of course, the left hates him. Oh, yeah. He's very polarizing, according to the left. Yeah. As but, is, like, um, Ben Shapiro tackles that stuff mm-hmm. uh, a lot. 
Yeah, who's the other guy they really hate? Gavin McGinnis. Okay, yeah. They really hate Gavin. McGavin does say crazy things. Yeah. He does. You know, and I'll be like... Mm. There can be a fine line with some of this stuff yeah, where, you yeah, know, you you, like, you don't want to be disrespectful to... Because there's yeah, Blair yeah. White. What I like to focus on is Buck... The, the, yeah, uh, the I've guy, heard of Blair White. Blair White is a popular transgender, born as a male, identifies as a female. If you saw a picture of her, you'd be like, it's yeah, a, she's pretty, pretty, it's yeah. a hot woman. Um, but it was, you know, born a male and, um, and also Buck Angel. But so there is some transgender people who are not woke and they're like, hey, you're giving us a bad name to try to be pushing this shit on kids. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. if I were a Democrat, like I know some Democrats... Who are like, drop the crazy shit, guys. Yeah, yeah. You're giving I, us a bad name. I like, what the fuck? Right? Like, there has worry. to be a line where you're like, hey, guys, you're losing your shit. You're, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I like voting Democrat, but Jesus, you guys are really giving me a bad name. Who's that, though? They do exist. I'm trying to, well, probably maybe Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin, okay. He's the only the, oh, Senate, maybe member cinema. of Senate who uh, uh, voted against. Some of the big spending bills recently, but really, there's not as many rational Democrats. That party was taken over. Yeah, that's why I keep on Kelly here. I think libertarians need to take over the Republican Party. Well, they don't have to take it over. I think the power if you get you get another ten Rand Pauls in there. Oh yeah, things will be way better. Yeah, Thomas Massey. Oh my goodness, there's a guy in Utah, Mike Lee. So there's a few in Congress and the Senate who are basically libertarians. You have to make some compromises. Uh, have to. Yeah, you, you do. You, Rand Paul, I went to one of his um, campaign uh, events a few months ago, mm-hmm. and he spoke about how important it is to have a, a police force and to support the police. And if you get into the libertarian, actual libertarian yeah, yeah. stuff, yeah. they're more like, well, we can have private police forces, but not the public ones yeah which i kind of agree with i don't like the idea of anything being monopolized like tim if you're good at teaching what you teach in your um trade school right Mm -hmm. then i think you could probably do it for a private company does that make sense Mm -hmm. or anyone that applies to anyone if my friend who's a cop if he's good at what he does if we did away with the monopoly over the police force i have a feeling that good cop could get a job with a private police force that's a whole different topic i yeah, mean that's yeah, yeah. more theoretical than actually you know something that's going to happen but Rand paul has made some true libertarians criticize the shit out of Rand paul yeah I, I heard someone say something the other day where they was like oh you don't like socialism you don't like the road you drive on yeah and yeah i was thinking the roads fucking suck yeah. <laughs> that's what it is fucking suck <laughs> who's know? gonna build the roads who's gonna build the roads so people that build the roads now yeah. they're private companies out there building these roads yeah but it, like you know they got to filter through all the the bureaucracy yeah, yeah, and the yeah. inefficiency of government I'm the like, more government on. is involved the more fucked up things are but i think you're right tim realistically the more libertarian leaning people mm-hmm. on the local level in my opinion and that just means basically constitutionalists you say libertarian they don't even have to call themselves libertarian Ron DeSantis in Florida is doing a great job. His foreign policy is probably not the same as like a true libertarian. So he's not technically a libertarian, but he's like, stay the fuck away from my kids. Don't tell them weird shit. We don't need all this woke shit. You don't have to wear masks and we're not closing the 
the business is down because you guys say mm-hmm. the corona means we need to. No kidding. You know, and then they're, you know, like as far as like the California stuff is concerned, how many people just went flat broke? Man, my cousin, I've got a cousin who, who opened a bit. He sold all his, I think he had eight rental properties, no debt on them. In 2017, he sold all of them, bought a restaurant, and he was doing great. All in. He's a lifelong uh, restaurant guy. Owned a restaurant. It was doing real well. Real well. Corona comes along. He's broke. Yeah, I and mean, he's you still got to pay that. Uh, you still got to pay that rent. Yeah, well, in his case, fortunately, he didn't have. He owned the location for the restaurant, okay. so he he didn't get any handouts from the government. If he had filed bankruptcy, he could have, but he had no debt, so he had done things the right fucking way. Yeah, but they're just like, you guys can't be in business right now. And so they're just done. He had ended up selling it for less than half of what he bought it for. And so he's back at square one. Damn. And what for? Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't even matter, really, honestly, because, like, look look at now. What do you think? Do you think it'll happen again? The numbers are still up and and we're open now. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah, yeah. Just like I I always said, like, before, when it was going on, I was like, I, I feel for people. Like, if they have, like, a condition, you know, you got COPD and you get COVID, you might die. Yeah. You get the flu, you might die. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You might die. I might die driving home right now. Yeah. I might die. I'm not going to shut down my whole damn life and not to mention wreck other people's lives on mm-hmm. the chance that I might die or somebody might die. I don't. I, I was like, I really had a problem with all that stuff. I did too. I did That's too. why I got out. You know, like the moment I can go to, out to eat, I went out to eat. You know? yeah. like, I'm getting out here. I, I would go now. I would have went the whole time. I like would- the As far as COVID's concerned, like the first... Two weeks. Remember when they were like lockdown? Okay, mm-hmm. we got to do this two week lockdown. I was two like, weeks to slow the. Yeah, curve. I was like, okay, I get it, right? Okay, I did. I, and you know, I didn't know about COVID either. It was kind of, yeah. it's kind of scary, right? And then after that, I was just like, no, man, two more weeks, two more weeks. Now we got two more weeks. Now we're on six months. I'm like, no, nah, no, we got to get out. Mm-hmm. We can't, you know, you can't be trapped. Did you guys all get it? Vaccine? I've the COVID. Had. I have not had COVID. I have. Yeah. yeah, I did. Did you, Tim? Yeah. I happened to be going through a fucking custody issue for my kids. I had I got, I had them um, three days out of every seven, and it wasn't going quite how I wanted it to. I wanted to get them three and a half out of every seven. I know that seems minimal. Yeah. <laughs> but I chose the worst time to go through a custody case yeah. to increase the amount of time I get my two biological kids. And I had a real a judge who told me, that if I was going to go to court, I had to be vaccinated, so I had to get vaccinated. And you know, I don't even care. I'll be okay. I got vaccinated. You're fine. Yeah, but that, that I don't like that either. That's bullshit. That's yeah. not good. That's not cool. Nothing about that screams land well, of the free. Recently, my daughter, she was going. My oldest daughter, she was going on the Girl Scout thing, and it was like they were supposed to go sailing. You like a little. It was Girl Scout camp, and you had your little kind of like when you go on a cruise, you can get these little side things to go to. You can go mm-hmm. sailing. But the company that did that said they required everybody to be vaccinated, and I was like, "No, you're, you're not going to go selling." Yeah, you do. You don't. You already don't want the vaccine. You know, she's 11 years old. She don't I, healthy 11 year old. Yeah, I mean, I'm that like, shit's insane. It. There's no backing then, to the kids' stuff. And I, and then actually, what happened was, you know, luckily the Girl Scouts were like, "Oh, we we didn't know that was going on," and they like shut it down. Cool. And then you know, I was like, "How is this company trying to?" 
Seems fucked up to yeah. me to force kids to get a vaccine, to go on a sailboat and learn sailing. I'm learning that this is just what the government does. Doesn't matter if you're left or right. You know, try to force their will on you. Pretty much. And think about it. It's inherent within everyone. You talked earlier about one of you guys said that they vote on their own raises. Yeah, yeah. So think if you get into government, okay, you got a wife and kids, you got your own shit to worry about. And then it turns into, well, looks like it's best to eliminate this department. That's where your brother and you, you both work there. Yeah. But it's better for the country to eliminate it. Are you going to support that or are you going to be like, no, fuck it. I want to stay. I want to keep my job. I got yeah, a wife yeah. who's asking me where we're paying, how we're paying our yeah, bills. Yeah, Well, my brother, he can't lose his job. They just bought a new house. Exactly. Yeah. He's got, yeah, yeah. You, you, people got shit going on. There's a book or an essay I encourage everyone to read. It's called Anatomy of the State by Murray Rothbard. He's considered the, it's brief. It's like a 60-page essay. Everyone should read it. Anatomy of the State. I think they should. And it just describes how it just grows. And then you try to grow. You got buddies in there. And then you grow. And then it grows. And then it's never like cut, cut, cut. Never. It's like more control. Grow, 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 grow. And it's just fucking bad and evil. That's why they got to have the term limits on all of it. Because you're going to get corrupted. You're going to get corrupted. Money's going to drive you. You know, money's going to get that campaign. You know, the lobbyists, that's all going to drive it. So you got to have, you got to be, you're going to get corrupted, but how long? How long are you going to be corrupted? You know, you got to change them out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's tough. Because like, just like you said, like Mitch McConnell and like Nancy Pelosi and all them people have been in there for 40 years. Joe Biden. Joe for, Biden. You don't need to be in for 40 years. <laughs> 47 for. Yeah. It's all you've ever done. It's all, just like uh, Bernie too. Like that's all. all he didn't even have a full-time paying job till he was in his 40s. Bernie yeah. Sanders. Yeah. He was in his 40s. And that was... Before a, he had a full-time job. And that was a mayor of some dump-ass yeah, city in saying. Rhode in, Island. In or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I shouldn't say dump-ass city. I don't know. Maybe it's a it's nice city. Nice yeah, it's probably nice. But I mean, yeah. he if they all voted for him... Yeah. To me, that doesn't sound well, a like A lot of that. them, too. I think a lot of people, you know, in like the white left... Lefty side, a lot of them live in like a little fantasy land. Oh God! A lot oh, of yeah. times where it's like, my brother's got a funny story where he he was sitting with a guy at a bar and he had like, or he he was at somewhere and this this lady had a uh something like said like fuck Hillary and he was like yeah, cool, you know it was around the 2016 you know election okay and then the guy was like oh are you for Bernie man and he was like no. I'm for Donald Trump, you know? And my brother, he, you know, Josh. he's big on Trump. Yeah, yeah. He said that, and the guy was like, man, you know, it starts, like, trying to explain all these, like, issues. And he's like, you don't think, man, like, when you're 40, you're just going to be, like, set. You got all that privilege. And he's like, what the fuck are you Oh, talking? my God. Yeah, like, I think a lot of them are. You know, like, if you're living up in Rhode Island and you went to the best school and you, you know, you got a job with your dad's firm, you're probably thinking, like, what, what do I care? You know, like, yeah. These people need help, whatever, you know. It's it's a lot of delu- I, I feel like they, they think like that a lot. A lot of fantasy. It's bizarre. It's difficult yeah. for me to wrap my head around. Admittedly, I never went through a stage where I was like that. Not saying that makes me better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I in a way, I wish I would have experienced that. I just, for whatever reason, didn't. I don't know. I was raised by a Republican, my father, and I kind of yeah. have always voted that way. 
I always knew like weed shouldn't be illegal. Yeah. You know, sh- basic mm-hmm. shit. I never had a problem with gay people being married or, yeah. you know what I mean? But I never thought like, um, I never bought into the idea that like people who say, oh, look, I care more about others that I should just automatically think that they're the good guys. That they're the good guys yeah, just based yeah. on what they it's say. It's a lot of virtue signaling. Too. Uh-huh. Just like back to what we went through earlier with the people like telling my wife on TikTok like, oh, you shouldn't have them. You, you shouldn't know, have the black kids. Yeah, yeah. A lot of white people are saying that. Why? What's white, the justification it's a lot for of that? White, white uh, lefties. You know, they're. Why shouldn't your wife have black? I don't. Are they worried you're going to raise them to maybe maybe to not raise, be bleeding heart liberals? Well, they say we don't know how to raise. Uh, that's you, like a your kids seem pretty polite to me. Yeah, they're good kids. Your they're son is named after you. Your yeah. name is Bruce. His yeah. name is Bruce. Yeah. I, I talked to him one day at the gym, and I was like, you're Trey, or are you Bruce? He's like, well, my name is Bruce Ferguson. Yeah, we just call him Trey, yeah. But, like... Because he's the third. Yeah, the third. Yeah, my dad's Bruce, too. But How old is he? Eight. He's eight, but I got... He trains with you guys? He does sometimes, He's yeah, in he, there at the gym. I need to get him in there more. But uh, he's... I Like I said, I had him since he was 15 months old. You know, he's always been super sweet. He's yeah, just a sweet course. guy. You know, he's just an... He's too nice. Mm-hmm. He's super nice. But, like, they're, you know, I guess, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I, I have a hard time with the people because, like I said, what would be the flip side? Like, if I was to be like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. Don't bring that kid to my home. <laughs> yeah. I, know this, I know this baby was beat to death. Or walk in there, like, we got a baby. Because, see, I didn't even know my daughter was African-American when we went to the hospital. It was just like, oh, you walk in there, there's a baby in the hospital bed, okay? You're going to take this baby home in a couple of days, okay? And then I'm supposed to walk in there and be like, oh, no, you just got to go with the Brown family. <laughs> Pick the little I'm arm like, up, hold well, it up to yeah, yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't think so. It doesn't check like, out. This one's on, a little y'all. too dark. Come on, Do you guys y'all. have a white, ask the nurse, yeah. do you have a white one I can have? Yeah, yeah, and, and the same thing with the other kids, you know, like, they just got dropped off. I didn't know they was African-American. They yeah. called one day and was like, hey, we got a... We had a sibling group of two kids that needed a place to go. Can y'all take them? And we didn't have any kids at the time. Well, we had Evie, but we didn't have any, you know, we had room. You know, it was just what we was waiting for. So we're like, come on in. They're, they're African-American. You know, like, and then Ellie, the youngest, is Millie's biological sister. That's what I thought, two they, of them they, were they biologically took, they related. Took the, they took her right from the mom at the hospital. Same yeah, dad? Wow. We don't know. Okay. Doesn't Actually, matter. another funny story about I had to take her down to get a DNA test. Something to do with the courts. They was trying to find the father. So I have like a name, but that's it, you know. And I walked in there, and it was like a black lady working the little thing. And she was like, are you, uh, what, I forgot the name, Jones or something, you know. And I was like, no. You know, we both laughed about it a little bit. You think I'm walking here with this kid and going to do my DNA? I should have done it, you know. Yeah, she thought I, she thought I was the dad, and this was the baby, and we were doing the DNA test on to see if I was the father. You should do that. I should. You should try to get on Maury with these super dark black kids, and then just be outraged. Yeah, they were, uh, but they never showed up. They 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 never showed up for their DNA collection. The dads. Yeah, go figure. Yeah, Tim. Um, Interesting topic to me is, do you feel, as a father of a minority daughter, mm-hmm. 
that she is possibly more susceptible to being indoctrinated by the left. Oh, yeah. Because she's a minority instead of being white. Yeah, so I've been battling that with her. She goes to... Uh, I don't mean to pry specifically in, into your situation with her necessarily. She goes but, to a high school in E-Town. And you're right. At the time she hit high school, boy, here it came. And it was just one little thing after another I would pick up on. And the first one, I think the very first thing that I noticed, she come home one day and uh, all of a sudden she was vegetarian. Mm. I'm like, what the? Do you know like, who your dad is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, the, and I'm, I'm Mr. thinking. Mr. Hunter guy? Yeah, I, I raise cattle, you know, I hunt, you know, but I'm like, what? told my mom what the fuck is this you know and she's like well it's just a phase just this let's see what happens and so we let this happen for you know five six months whatever well i happen to be at of all places kentucky gun company talking to somebody i know there and she's like oh my i went to that high school my brother went to that school it's a teacher there and that teacher shows this film to all of the students about how horrible the meat industry is mm. and slaughterhouses. Yeah. And pr- promotes uh, being a vegetarian. And so, you know, hell, I had to work for three months trying to get my daughter to freaking eat freaking meat again. Now, I won. I mean, she, yeah. she eats ribeye now. And, Does she? And we like it. And, <laughs> and everything's yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. We're back to normal there, you know. Okay. But definitely the... The pronoun stuff and, and all of that, all of that happened in high school and is really a fine line as a parent to have to try to walk that stuff back, what they've instilled in her, hmm. you know, and <clears throat> she, uh, she trains jujitsu. She's the reason why I got into it. Me too. So she's been doing it, I don't know, eight years now or something since she's been a little kid. But um, she uh, she's starting to see it. She sees she sees how the left acts. Oh wow! You know, and so she sees that from from people who are really far to the left and how they treat me sometimes. She didn't like it. How they? What do you mean? So she's she knows people who have said things to me, and she's been there when they say things to me. How can you vote this way? Oh, okay. Try to cancel me out because whatever. I'm not down with how all the other brown people are voting. She didn't like that. But she's definitely not to the right. I, don't, I know she doesn't particularly care for Donald Trump because of the way <laughs> he a, talks. He's a difficult sell to a lot of females. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I didn't either, you know. Of course, yeah. I told you that in the beginning. Yep. But I voted for him, you know. But, um, yeah, definitely it's been a challenge. But uh, I, I see her pulling through it. But I think she's more – she's in the middle, I think. Middle – she understands the gun thing, but she's, we'll see. She's young, and I'm not going to. Yeah, it's nothing I, to be too worried about. Yeah, you know, I want to let her decide who she's going to be. I don't need teachers having her decide who she's going to be. But, yeah, I definitely have battled that with her. Oh, they'll get in the kids early, too. Like, my daughter, I, what was it? She's just now, she's going to middle school next year. One day she came home and was like raving about Donald Trump. This is when she was like seven. Like bad. Evie? Yeah, Evie. And she was like, oh, he's killing Mexican kids. (laughs) She told me that. And I was like, he's not killing Mexican kids. And and I was like, who told you this? And she was convinced. And she's like, a girl in my class. 
Yeah. Bro, my class said he's killing. I guess she heard that, you know, her fame, her, you know, a lot of the, where I had, my kids happen to go to school is right in the Highlands. Yeah. A lot of left, super left school. Mm. You know, which, I mean, she's going to a new school next year, but. Uh, That'll be a lefty school yeah, too. probably. But they're like, uh, they're real hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have an LGBT club in elementary school. Wow. Which, to me, I, I, I think that's wrong, too. Yeah. I just don't think you should be anything to do with sexuality to children. Any sure. sort of club. I don't yeah. think that's a, that's a good... The know, hetero club. Yeah, that's not... Sexuality is not... I don't want my kids to learn sexuality, especially in elementary school. Mm. It's just weird to me. Fair. But, yeah, I, I was like... It took me a while to get her off that, you know? To get her to be like, no, like... Maybe she needs to talk to Mexicans. Yeah, tell yeah. her to call me next yeah, time. I'll yeah. tell her Charles yeah, yeah. not killing her. Yeah. I was like, he's not killing Mexican babies. And I swear, she was like, <laughs> and all that, all that. And, and it took a while. And now she's like, starting to be like, damn, Joe Biden ain't good. Well, she did something funny as hell the other day at the gas. Yeah. She like was like, oh, man, that's Joe Biden or something. I was like, damn. But yeah, he's not doing a very good job. I don't think so. No, yeah. and you could argue a lot of the the inflation maybe comes from the COVID and the money. the COVID and the, even when Trump was in office and stuff. But regardless, I'm cheering because it does not look good for Biden right now. And I mean that is a good thing. The general sentiment of the the country right now is and just when I fuck hear people, Joe Biden when I hear people like talk like like you said like the hardcore like lefties mm-hmm. and they'll be like oh like. Acting like Joe Biden's doing good. I'm like, are you fucking insane? Yeah, how do you see that? Yeah, it's like, it's not good. Like, nothing's good. There's no positive spin on that. You know, just, the numbers don't lie, man. It's not good right now. I've seen a a couple things. I like to follow people on Twitter and social media who are on the left. They get a little quiet, don't they? They do get quiet. On occasion, though, they get to where they actually say Biden's doing a good job. What I've seen trending lately, and I made a post about it, was hashtag... Hillary was right about everything. So I guess there's a strong chance I've heard from some credible people. Hillary might be the candidate for president in 2024 for the Democratic Party. She'll lose again. She will lose again. She's just unlikable. Yeah, she's a she's a bitch. Really? Just the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean just, just not uh, even her policies, just the vibe. People just don't like her. And that's, she's done some bad stuff too. Oh yeah. But even beyond that, I agree. She's not likable. And that matters. To it be, matters if we're just talking president. reality, that. You know, just the same thing like with Obama. He was. He was just real likable. He was real likable. He was just likable. I didn't vote for the guy, but I have to admit, I would have had a beer with him. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know what? You know, I would have. I mean, I don't agree with none of his policy. Like, compared to like today's. Trump today, or, to, or, or, this or Biden, Biden. Thing, I'm like, Obama didn't do a bad job. Well, I mean, he killed a bunch of innocent people. He but, uh, but uh, Black like, Lives Matter started under him. Yeah, he yeah. arguably ignited a I lot think, of racial tensions. I think he did cause more division than... But it's almost more, makes me more nervous when someone's as likable as Obama. That's the guy. <laughs> That's the yeah, guy yeah. who's really fucking you over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh man, he's so good at talking. Like, hey guys, we should actually pay attention to what's happening instead yeah, yeah. of like just him sounding good because you could yes. find other people who sound good. Andy yes. Bashir doesn't sound bad. Yeah. Oh, he's correct. Sh- he's a smooth talker. 
Yeah. Like, Maybe we should make him president. It's kind of like the Bill Clinton thing, too. Bill oh, Clinton was a super smooth hall, playing saxophone. Yeah. Oh, he's cool. I like that yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can hang out with that guy. Yeah. And that matters for for being president. In which it does. We really, you know, I, I feel like we get too many old people. God, what's going on right, right now? Why are there no likable well, candidates well, for president? And, you know, the thing with me is, like, I don't really, you know, I'm thinking like a president. You should be like a CEO of a corporation. Mm-hmm. You know, in a sense that, okay, I'm just trying to run this most efficiently, make, you know, the best way possible. And it's like, why we got 80-year-olds in there doing that? We don't throw them in the workplace anywhere else and be like, okay, this guy's, you know, 79 or whatever. You know, it goes for Biden and Trump, you know. Yeah. And Hillary. Hillary, and Mitch. You know, spring chicken. And Mitch, yeah. You're not like, okay, this guy's the... He's running shit. He's on the ball. He's going to be the guy no. calling the top shots, and he's going to be I'm the thinking, face of our country. I'm thinking like 40-50 is like the sweet spot sure. for that. Sure. That's a you big know, difference. You know what I mean? Like you're, you've been around long enough to get some experience to learn, but you're still fresh enough to really put it. Because I don't, you know, Biden is just, to me, it's comical. I'm like, let this old dude chill on a porch. Take a nap. Obama was relatively pretty young when he was Yeah. Pissed. Oh, yeah. That's about the sweet spot. Yeah. So... So who do you guys like besides any of the big names? What, for president? Mm-hmm. In a perfect world? Yeah, I mean, just throw names out. I like Rand Paul, but he's not going to, you know, he's probably not going to win. His solutions make too much sense. It's not sexy. Think he'll run? Uh, good question. I think he, he has buddied up with Trump. I've heard a couple people who know Rand Paul real well recently have told me that during Trump's four years in office, Rand Paul actually had his ear a lot more than people realize. (laughs) And he, like, convinced him to do some foreign policy stuff to Mm -hmm. prevent, like, an additional war. And he did his best to try to reel in spending. I know it didn't turn out great, but... um, So I don't know. I think Rand Paul is is doing his thing in the Senate. I don't know. You guys have any nominations? I don't know. It's definitely a wild, wild card. Anyone? I like, I like DeSantis. DeSantis. Difficult yeah, to argue people, with that. A lot that. of people are liking DeSantis. Difficult to argue with that. I mean, if you put DeSantis up against Joe Biden, I'm, it's not a question for yeah. me. Oh, know, my like, God. DeSantis is arguably yeah. the only Republican that I can remember who has actually practiced what he preached to any degree yeah. at all. And he just makes well, sense. You know, with a lot of stuff he says. Like To me, he says some stuff. And I'm like, he had to say that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just common sense stuff. And then he actually does it. Yeah. Yeah. I I liked where he said to that kid, you guys don't need to be wearing these masks. And he didn't grab them off their face, but he said, you guys don't need to wear these masks up here. Then the kids took them off and he got in trouble for that, but I don't give a shit. He speaks good. He's smart, eloquent. Yeah. Yeah. Trump, when Trump, Trump, um, he did a lot of things he said he was going to do. He did. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you got to give him he that. Did, you're right. Trump did, but it's there, there's plenty it's how that he, he did that was says good. It, he it, did cut taxes. He's got, he's got such thin skin. Yeah, and I think that cost him. Um, it was one of my worries why I didn't like him in the beginning. Is you know he he uh, I think he would have done much better if he just get off his damn Twitter. <laughs> and quit fighting with people who didn't really matter. Yeah, I loved him grilling the media, though. I, I did love that. The first time he went after Acosta on CNN, oh, yeah, that yeah, made yeah. my day. I thought that was the greatest thing ever. Take his microphone away. I thought that was the funniest thing ever. Yeah, he, he kind of uh, a little abrasive, too, like to the women population. Too too much. Yeah. yeah that's that, I think that's what hurt him, too. 
Because, I mean, he, he, I think, you know, especially compared to, like, I think COVID was the thing that mainly killed it. Because it, I think, I think with the trajectory of, like, the economy and everything mm-hmm. was looking good on paper, you know, mm-hmm. I think if we would have rode into 2020 with that momentum, because oh, yeah. typically the voters don't vote out a, a if economy's good, typically the voters are not going to vote you. They won't vote, vote the incumbent out. Yeah. yeah. And he was, you know what was cool about right before Corona, which seems so long ago, but if you guys remember, he was bragging that they had like historically low black unemployment rates. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. He was doing, and I, I say to this day, he was probably the best we, president of my lifetime. He, I think. You get into that position, we haven't had a balanced budget, which... We should have, but when you look at what he was signing, the things that he said he was going to do, it's really the exception of that stimulus. God, I wish he wouldn't have done that. That stimulus, Gosh. really. Um, I mean, it's a he difficult spot having that. Oh, there's a lot of pressure, not just from within our country, but all across the world. The entire world literally got behind the COVID regime. Yeah. So that would have been difficult to. And Thomas Massey, credit to him, congressman for Northern Kentucky, was the only congressman who stood up and held that up, and Trump got pissed off at him. Yeah. They're uh, good now, though. They're, they're good now. Yeah. yeah. That's good. good Man, Massey's good, in my opinion. He's yeah, a... I like Y'all him. think Donald Trump's going to run again? Yeah. I think he is, too. I, if I had to bet, I'd say he will. Yeah, and that's the only thing I think for DeSantos is going to be... It might be hard to beat Trump. A lot yeah. of people who live in Florida are saying, please don't take DeSantis from us. Yeah, just let him uh, stay governor, or just be the or run on the ticket. Be the Santos Trump DeSantis. vice president. That'd, that'd be the that'd be the golden ticket. But uh, I never thought Biden would win, though. Yeah, no, me. Neither. I remember. I, I didn't think Biden would win the primary. So, so let me ask you guys: You guys see the two thousand mules? I have not seen, seen that. Have you? I've seen bits and pieces. I think that um, I don't want to say that uh, an election was stolen. But you really should watch that, the the tracking that they did, and I th- I think he yeah, did a pretty good pretty job. Crazy. Yeah, the video. Dinesh D'Souza, three o'clock he, he's in the sharp. morning. He's sharp. Three a.m. Van pulls up, sketchy guy looking around, making sure no one else is around, unloading ballots into those boxes. It definitely, definitely, and I'm like, what the? F- it's fuck. Definitely unbelievable. I know I live in Kentucky, and it's like a you know, red state, you know, but like, like, I was shocked. I was shocked. By Biden that. got more votes than Obama ever. Got. I was shocked. I was I shocked. I went to bed and I said, Trump, Trump is the president. Yep. And he killed him. Me too. I thought he killed him. Me too. And I woke up and I'm like, how did, no way. All like four or five states flipped uh, the other way. Yeah, yeah. How did that happen? And then, so in that, in that, docu-series you guys really should watch it it's amazing i mean because they got the times they track these two thousand people they call them mules carrying these ballots and dumping them in these locations where they needed to up that count yeah i know and i'm I'm just like my gosh if our media is so horrifically biased that if this was the other way around you know d'souza would be up for a freaking emmy is an interesting case. Do you know, and I want to make sure I don't misstate this. Let me see. I'm Googling Dinesh D'Souza jail. 
He did some campaign donations during the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Obama basically ended up sentencing him. He was originally sentenced to, to prison, um, but Obama really stuck it to him. And he ended up doing five years of probation. Yeah. For donating some a little extra money. Five thousand dollars. No, no, no. He he in yeah. He contributed ten thousand dollars, which was five thousand dollars more than he should have yeah. to some campaign. Damn. And so Ob- Obama was like, Fuck you, you're going to prison. Because Damn. he's very very far right. He's he's to the right, but he's very good and he's, he's very data driven guy. I read his book, United States of Socialism. Yeah. I've got it. You know, it's, he is a very good writer. You're right. He's very data driven. And I'm telling you, that's about as well of a written book as I've read. Dinesh D'Souza, Indian guy, married to a woman, I believe, from Venezuela. Mm-hmm. Um, very strong opinions on I like the dangers him. of leftism. I like him quite a bit. But, um, yeah, I think those are two. That Matt Walsh, What is a Woman, that's a good one for you guys if you got time to even get some clips out of it. Watch those videos because, uh, you know, it's America and none of us want to think to ourselves that an election could get stolen. But, yeah. my gosh, who pulls up with a van of boxes? And the media, what's they're silent. I'm like, which I mean, you can see full shot of these people's faces. I'm like, where the yeah. hell are these people? Who are they? Yeah. Look at the investigation that happened with the, the Trump-Russia collusion with his election where he got elected. Yeah. What type of investigation did we get for that? That was substantial. Yeah, I know. They're, they're not trying to fight it at all. They're not doing, Nothing. right? Yeah. They're, they're, they're focused on January 6th. And I mean, for me, yeah. it was shocking because if you look at like the other stuff, like I was like, oh, Facebook friends. I mean, I was looking at that stuff. Like Trump had like freaking... Five million more, you know, like likes. You know, you see all these posts, like people, yeah. like, you like, you know, and just people you go talk to. I don't think I've met too many actual Biden fans, even before it's the election. Even yeah. before the election, like actually, somebody. I mean, I, I knew people that said they were voting, voting for Joe Biden because they just hated Donald Trump. Yeah, but I've hardly met people that were like Joe Biden, Joe Biden. You know, and then, then when you bring up, like you said earlier, the he got more votes than Obama. That's weird. That's hard to believe. That's it's hard, hard to, to believe. I'm I'm sorry. I mean, I don't want to, like you said, like you you know, we need to really investigate this for sure. But then I mean, what's going to happen? Yeah, I don't know what'll come from That'll it. That'll open up another. You know, what if they investigate this and they see that Joe Biden did? Well, yeah, and then every election gets investigated. It's a, no, it's a then, difficult and then situation. What do we do? What's the transition of power right here? That's what do we like do? A civil war pop. That's a civil war. That's how them that that shit but really pops off. Yeah. Sure. When you're like, this is not the president. And they're like, well, could you imagine? Yeah, it's it's bad. It'd be bad. But yeah, pretty amazing. But yeah, that's a, that's a good one to watch. The mules. What is it? Two thousand mules. Two thousand mules. Dinesh D'Souza. They've talked a lot recently about succession. You know, I've even seen some on the left say California should should succeed. Yeah. Like great, please do. That'd be awesome. Like, yeah, what the fuck? I think Elizabeth Warren yeah. was suggesting let that debt that. go away. My God, I mean, they would be. They're already California right now. Is you know in Cuba right now they're struggling. Communist Cuba. Yeah, they have like um, I think it's. I don't want to exaggerate. I think 
eight, 16 or 18 hours out of the day, you don't get electricity at your house. Damn. Wow. Damn, it's hot as hell down there. Yep. So they've got to figure out how to leave the windows open and have your house set up where it's not going to be, you're not going to, you know, be too hot. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you they don't even care if you die. They don't. They're like, fuck, you know, good luck. Fuck you. We don't care. We don't have enough electricity yeah. to share. And, oh, you can't start your own business to pay for shit anyways. But California is, is looking into possibly doing water rationing. Have you guys heard about this? Yeah. They're having serious water issues. California is a mess. Holy shit. That's not good. Like, and that's uh, in the United States. Like Mead's going, going dry. Isn't that right? Is it Mead? That sounds right. Yeah. I think they even already had water rationing in California maybe a couple years ago. So they've got I some serious issues about it. Where they was like, you can't one up water, cannot water your yard. Yeah, yeah. Like we're not putting water into the no grass. That's pretty serious shit. Yeah. I think, right? I mean, and they're worried about like making sure everybody accepts that just because you have a dick means you can't get pregnant. That's their. That's like at the top of their hierarchy that's of what we need to address. I'm thinking like, hey guys. How about we worry about the energy crisis and the, the like, water? Yeah, the water is like everybody That's pretty needs important. That. Yeah, regardless everybody of your identity yeah. or anything. We all that's, need water. It's, that's in uh, equality right there. We need water. Um, but they've talked about Texas possibly succeeding I've also. I've heard that, yeah. That'd be kind of cool. You know, I don't know. I don't want to move. Um, it'd be cool if... When's Bashir up for election? He it'd can't be, win, right? <sighs> God, that's what I said about Biden. I know. I, I was thinking, like, well, who are you liking in that one? In what? Um, I would challenging. My, I like Savannah Maddox. She's a Kentucky Republican uh, state representative. She's the one who passed the constitutional carry. She is single handedly. I met her recently. She's the the Kentucky state senator who made it so now you don't even need a license to carry around a handgun. She's like all about, she's basically libertarian, but she does not call herself libertarian at all. Yeah. Um, and what I mean by libertarian is, I don't know her for, foreign policy, but she's like constitutionalist. And what, is she, what is she right now? She's a Kentucky state senator. State senator. Savannah Maddox. Now, Daniel Cameron, mm -hmm. the current attorney general. I worked with his mom. Did you? Mm -hmm. He's, I'd say, more likely to be the Republican nominee. Yeah. But my problem with him is he's a little too cozy with Mitch. Yeah. He's learning the system from was, Mitch. And politically, that's not a bad move for him. I'm oh not, no. not saying he's dumb. Yeah. I just would rather have, if I could choose, someone who's more principled, like actually going to... Like Mitch McConnell votes for these red flag laws. Yeah. I mean, I could, we could run down a long list of shit where Mitch McConnell's basically a shitty Democrat. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that I don't yeah. know what the... How does that help us? You think I, he'll go again? Who, Mitch? Yeah. No, Mitch is too old. Yeah, he's. I think it's been. How old do you think Mitch is? Let's see, eighty-one. I don't know, but I met his wife. She come to the That's school. Yes, Asian lady. Right. I told the guys I was with I, when when she got there, Lang Chow. I was kind of off in the corner. He's 80, yep. And I said, and all the media is there, right? And I said, I guarantee you, because I'm the only Asian guy here. Oh, I okay. They picked you, the wrong she's Asian gonna, to coach. She's gonna. She's gonna see me, and here she comes. So we sat there, and then sure enough, probably about five minutes later, here rolls up Elaine Chow. What do you got here? Can you tell me something about it? And so I was telling her we had a little show-and-tell thing, you know, what we do. And then next thing you know, here's a little handshake, and she turns and moves Enterprise. 
Interesting. Isn't it funny, though? You can almost call it. Identity type stuff. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, the Mitch McConnell campaign, of course, the people who run that, that those Mitch campaigns are super smart. I mean, I'll knock Mitch all day, but what I won't knock is his um, political acumen. He's good at what he He's does. He's a heavyweight. He is arguably one of the more powerful people in the yes. world and has been for a long time. <laughs> the Cuban American Association. Mm-hmm. I'm friends. Got, I've become friends with some of the people with the people who run it. Mm -hmm. And I've got to hang out with them on a couple occasions. And I don't want to overstate this, but they did tell me that they were at an event, like we were at an event for Rand Paul a few months ago, Mm -hmm. and Mitch was there. And I said to Yanni, I'm not, if Mitch, and he's not going to, but if Mitch were to walk up to me and say, hey, can I get a picture with you, Kelly? I'd say, no, thanks. Just because I don't want to support that guy. Yeah. Um, But he was there. I was there to support Rand, who I think is good. And he, Mitch McConnell, so the Cuban-American Association, they're political. They're trying to make things happen. Yeah. So they'd be foolish to not talk to Mitch McConnell. Mm-hmm. I mean, I admit that. I get it. It's a game. Um, but they ended up taking a picture with him, and the whole minority thing goes far, yeah. right? Kind of oh, like yeah. the, here's the Asian guy. Oh, we need that. Yeah. Or, you know, here's the Cuban. So Mitch got, Mitch has a picture of him with this group of like five Cubans, Mitch McConnell and five Cubans. And they, they didn't think any of it. They were making jokes. If you go back and look at their Facebook comments section, uh-huh. people were like, oh my God, you got your picture with Mitch McConnell? And like, yeah, I'm sorry. Everybody has a bad day. And these Cubans were like shitting on each other for having their picture taken with Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell's campaign manager, whoever it was, they're smart. You see brown skin. This is our official campaign photo. Yeah. Didn't even ask. Didn't even ask. Yeah. So if you look at Mitch McConnell's like website and some of his promotional stuff. It's on there. It's Mitch McConnell standing here proudly with the Cuban American Association of Kentucky. And they all are like, oh, God. Are Cubans, you know, more like right wing? Definitely. In the United States? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say down there they are too if they could have an opinion, I guess, you know. Yeah, like, you know what's interesting is if they're in Cuba, yeah. I don't know. They're so fucking confused, it's sad. Yeah, yeah. You've been told this thing your whole life and you know something's wrong, but you don't know quite what's wrong. Yeah. Yanni experienced it. Wait, That's how I feel about the people in like North Korea. It's like fuck, this is like mental slavery. Yeah, hey, do you guys want to yeah. experience yeah, freedom? Yeah. They'll, they'll be like I don't know what, what is freedom? Yeah, yeah. They don't know. You have no idea until you get out and you start to learn and, and expose yourself if you're fortunate enough to get out. So I don't know the people yeah. there, but the ones who get out, the Cubans in Miami, 90% are Republican. I talked to a, uh-huh. a Cuban guy that AutoZone <laughs> one time. He was like doing my battery. He was working there. And then we just got into a little conversation, you know, and he's like, oh, you from Cuba? Or he's from Cuba, you know, and he's telling me. <laughs> he was talking about how beautiful it was. You know, he's like, oh, I love it, but it's bad. I like, you know, he's telling me about, and then he starts telling me about how can't have anything, you know, basically like said, like he said, if you go catch a lobster mm-hmm. and you bring it home and you eat it, you can go to jail. Yeah. And he's like, you can't have a cow. Like you can't have a cow, you know, like, you can't purchase a cow. You can't own a cow. You can't. Oh, you can't even eat beef. That's, if you yeah. eat beef. Yeah. 30, literally 30 years in prison. I know. He was telling me all these things and I'm just like, holy shit. <laughs> Like I'm a lucky motherfucker to be in America. Like, yeah, you better believe it. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize how, I think, good, how I think, good we have. I it. think that's the thing with the the Cubans, like you said. Like when they get, you know, a lot of immigrants are like that too. 
when they get to America and they're like, holy shit, <laughs> I'm happy to be yeah. here. You know, I'm. It's refreshing. Yeah, yeah. I like seeing it. It's way better than some spoiled ass, whiny bitch of an American who's just, this oh, country yeah. sucks. Yeah, this is good. Like, they're like, oh. Okay. Compared to what? You, this yeah. country sucks compared to, what are you talking I about? Do you have any perspective at I, all? Do you realize how dumb you sound? And people I think of as friends say this shit. Well, there was a guy recently, uh, it's an interview I've seen. I'm trying to think who it was. The guy with a little little face. He's like a uh, right-wing guy. I can't remember his name. Younger guy. He's Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk, yeah. Yanni he, loves that guy. He, he was interviewing a guy. He's got like a little face. In okay, yeah, yeah. His head's big, face is yep, little. Yep, yep. Charlie but, Kirk. Uh, he was interviewing a guy, Little and it face. was like he, he was like trying to defend. He was trying to defend like communism, you know. Oh, and he was like, "Where's you know Charlie Kirk's basically like, where, where's better?" And he was like, "Oh, China, they've." Uh, he was like talking up China, and he was like, "You really want to get an argument about China, you know?" And he's like, "You know, they're freaking, you know, murdering the Uyghur Muslims and forcing them to eat pork and all this, you know, injustices that are going on in China because China's fucked up. You know, everybody knows China's fucked up. Not everybody, though. You're right. But Some he, people will defend it. He was defending it, and, they, and he was basically like, there ain't one Chinese person, Charlie Kirk was, that wouldn't leave China right now if they couldn't come to the United States. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Unless you're... And they may be brainwashed, too. I don't yeah, know. Of, Yanni, yeah, according yeah. to what I've learned from Yanni is the educational system is so structured... Lefties are not dumb. Yeah, America's evil. America's evil. Well, just like in North Korea, where they got the picture of the Japan is evil. They got a picture of the leader on the wall, and you got to have that. And if, if 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 it ain't clean, you can go to jail. Yep. If the picture of a guy ain't clean in your house, you and that's all you've ever known. So maybe yeah, maybe some Chinese would stay there, but if they knew, if they knew, yeah. Because when you're in the United States, what we have is freedom of speech. We can sit here and say, fuck Trump, fuck Biden, fuck Bernie, fuck Rand Paul. We can say anything. That's valuable. People don't realize how valuable that is. And I we I podca- broadcast this on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I'm not worried about it getting taken down. And then also, if I want to get into a plane and fly to China or fly to wherever, mm-hmm. it's not like they, well, we'll have to review your file. Yanni, if you're in Cuba, you're like, I want to fly somewhere. <laughs> You can submit your application. We'll see when we get to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you will, and but realistically, if it's not somewhere they want you to go, you won't. So I have no idea how someone can defend that shit. I have none. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't like, get that shit. The, the China thing is bizarre. We, Yanni and I were getting a couple's massage a year ago. Couple Russian or Eastern European, a married couple. And I don't know why I'm an idiot. I always start talking politics. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta watch that. I do. I assume in my dumb head, I'm not claiming to be smart. Eastern European, they must hate communism. Full on commies. Started saying we just need to adopt the Chinese system here. Damn. Because China does, they're smart. Yeah. They produce. Yeah. They've got shit figured out. Not good for the individual. (laughs) It's not good for individual liberties or freedom of speech or. Anything really for the individual person, but some people will argue, oh, kind of like the Stalin apologists, which I interviewed one of those. Yeah. They'll be like, well, yeah, he killed, you know, millions, 60 million people, but I mean, you know, that's just necessary casualties. It happens. 
People, it's crazy the mental gymnastics people go through. Yeah, with. I mean, it's, I don't know. Maybe it's in the DNA because, like, freedom's new, kind of. It is relatively well, maybe, new. Maybe, you, maybe, I think maybe, you shared a Ron maybe, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. Maybe, I might have. Maybe, you shared maybe, a Ron Paul quote where yeah. he said, we got to keep in mind freedom yeah. is a relatively new throughout humanity phenomena. Yeah. There's when, fascism. There's communism. Yeah. This whole notion of just individual liberties. Yeah, it's, it's kind of new to people. And a lot of people, I, I'm, I mean, like, I feel like some of them people that are, like, real, like, into the communism, it's like, you just don't, you don't want to take care of yourself. Like, in a lot of ways, like, you want to be took care afraid of. Afraid of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, Freedom yeah, is yeah, responsibility. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. you're, you know, like, yeah, man, you know, there's a lot, and, and a lot of it is, you know, like, individual responsibility. Like, I feel like a lot of lefties are not down with that shit. They don't like it. And you know what's... Now, first off, at its core, that's fucking horrible and cowardly. It yeah. is to not be worried about I can take care of myself type shit. But at the extremes in Cuba, you're taking care of yourself. Yeah, you yeah. can get the best job in Cuba, and you get paid. I think Yanni said thirty two dollars a month, and everything costs about the same there as it costs here. You get paid thirty two dollars a month. So, I mean, you get right back to the individual responsibility thing, but it's also like the government's just fucking strangling you, yeah, holding yeah. your head underwater and being like, fuck you, now take care of yourself. And, you and, sacrificed and, your freedom for this. And quality of life is new, in my opinion. Okay, relative throughout humanity. Yeah. Like, before, like, if you were, like, you know, I'll be reading, like, history books and stuff. Like, if you were around the times, like, let's say, like, you know, American Revolution, you know, very few people had shit sure very few like if you worked and you got to eat mm-hmm. and you got to sleep in a bed that was success mm-hmm. there wasn't no fucking vacations there wasn't no like let's buy this new thing you know like that was that was mm. you made it yeah. you know there's a lot of people that wasn't you know so I'm like pe- people you don't just, think people back then were running around saying <laughs> healthcare is a human right no <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no no, I have a cold. You know, I, in the, where is that? Where is the it, doctor? It reminded me of something you said, like that thirty-two dollars a day. I was reading about like a British soldier a month, thirty-two a month, thirty-two dollars a month. Yeah, a British soldier, something like they could just what do you call it? Conscript you, mm. like that, during the time of the American Revolution. You know, a lot of the soldiers from were conscripted, draft. Yeah, or just took it. They could just take you off the street. Oh, okay. And, and, so it's not, a, not even a formal just draft. The it's street, just like, gotcha. Or, or if you broke any law, they could say, okay, you want to uh, do 10 years in fucking jail or you want to be in the you want to be in the British. So order. it wasn't a formal letter you yeah, received. Yeah, it you, was just you get paddy they could, wagon. They could pull you for any reason. Gotcha. They, the pay was something like, I forgot what it was, but they said adjusted for inflation, it was like $7 a day now. Yeah. Like, you, you had enough money maybe to get food for the day. Jeez. And then you had to go fight the wars. And they said, you know, that's part of the reason, you know, the morale was pretty low. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No kidding, you know? You and people one- today whine about the United States nonstop. Yeah, yeah. It's the greatest country. It is. Now, you know, I don't necessarily agree with, you know, uh, us sending $80 billion to Ukraine, Mm-mm. you know. Some of the foreign policy things, but as far as what the way that the United States treats their people, I would love to hear an argument for how this country sucks from that perspective. I would love it. I am all ears. I don't. Well, it's because we have systemic racism, right? <laughs> well, 
Are you going to be okay getting in your car when we leave this podcast? Because yeah, yeah. you're a minority. You think you'll be attacked? You'll be attacked? <laughs> Do the police come up and down here? I saw Stop Asian Hate. I've yeah. seen that hashtag floating around. Yeah. Have you experienced yeah. that? When the cop comes and pulls me over, I'll make sure I just roll my window down about an inch. Cell phone recorder. And I'll tell him, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't got to give you shit. Just because I'm Asian, you yeah. pulled me over? What are you calling me? Fuck you. Then I'll blame him when uh, he's kicking the shit out of me. I'll it'll, of my be, car. It'll, be, it'll be his fault. Yes. Yeah. You ever experienced racism? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. I got a, I got a, I got a funny one though for you. And I'm, I don't think I've ever told you this. Okay. One. I'm. I, I love racist stories. So <laughs> I've felt it. I've felt things before. Everybody does. But the only time somebody ever called me a chink to my face. Black guy. Mm. California. Told me to go back to Koreatown. Damn. My cousins pull up, Mexicans. Uh, we're at a barbecue place. It's in L.A. The guy says that to me, and at first I was like, what the fucking, there's like four or five of them, and then I look over, and my cousins roll up, and I'm like, uh-oh. And, yeah, full-on violence, you know, fighting and stuff. But the only time... I've, I've thought about this one really hard in my head. Has anyone ever angrily said that to me? You know, go back to Koreatown. I'm not even fucking Korean. You know, shit. Yeah. First of all, tell you tell the damn difference. First of all, <laughs> which I probably can't. He either, said, but. "Go back to <laughs> yeah. go back to Koreatown, Chink." Yeah, doesn't even make sense. Chink is Chinese, right? Well, I guess it's just he was just very confused, angry guy. Well, I think too, like the like he was trying to say that's not you know only time you know someone's calling him that. But, like, I think they want to make it more. They want people to, like, I think, race, does racism exist? For sure. You know what I'm saying? Do I think it's what they want to try to portray? No. no. Not in the United States. Yeah, uh, not in the United States. I, no, I don't think so. I've said this a hundred times. And I'll say it a million times. Racism exists in this country because, well, we self-segregate. Yeah. And I've always told people, I, as a brown person, I will walk through any white, predominantly white neighborhood. You just name it. I don't care which one it is, and I'm okay. I feel okay. But I'll be damned if freaking I'm going to walk through a predominantly black neighborhood or a Mexican neighbor and feel okay. You, you can say that because you're brown. But, BJ but, or I say that. But, that but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. In these bigger cities, you're gonna get killed jogging while white in the black neighborhood. Okay. You're gonna get fucked up. Anyone who says otherwise, they just we're gonna go well, jog around Chicago. Oh, just like Louisville, West Louisville, I'm West Louisville. It's not good. Yeah, I mean, it's not good for any the three of us. It's yeah, it's not good. You know, like. We're going to, we're at least. And the murders too. Same will, thing with Louisville. They will at least there. single us out. That would be number one. And it, it could be you two guys in back home in a Mexican neighborhood. It's going to happen. They're going to single you out. So is that racist? Yeah, it is. It exists. I think it's um, interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, I can say that. I don't know if I get away with it. It pisses people off. Yeah, it'll still piss people off. I don't really care. It's the truth. Yeah. Whether they want to think about it or not. But, you know, how do 
so how do you combat that? I don't know how you combat that when we continue to self-segregate ourselves. Mm. Yeah. Why is that so whole into Louisville, mostly black? And it, I say, I tell this people all the time, uh, Louisville's a very segregated city. And it's done by the races themselves. And, and I, you could make a case that maybe it's not always the worst thing in the world. Yanni, or uh, Carla, my stepdaughter Carla, has a friend who's Cuban. She has multiple Cuban friends. She mostly hangs out with Cubans. Yeah. Where does she live? If I'm driving, I'm normally the one driving. They're, oh, where does she, let me guess. Either 40219 or um, 40228. And Carla's like, oh, how do you, you, you can't say that. And I'm like, okay, just check. Yeah. Check. <laughs> okay, well, it is 40219. Where's like, that well, at? Like Oklahoma. Okay. That's where the Cubans live. Okay. A lot of Mexicans in Oklahoma, too. Is there? Okay, yeah, oh, there's yeah. a lot of Hispanic so, yeah, across yeah. Oklahoma. And then there's also 40213, like uh, Indian Trail type area. There's all sorts of different nationalities. Yeah, yeah, but in yeah. the, the general working Cuban population in Louisville, for the most part, mm-hmm. there's exceptions. We have a Cuban who lives next door to us here, Cuban family. Yeah. So, I mean, it, there's exceptions. But on average... They all live in one little area. I know where they live. I don't even need to hear anything other than they're Cuban, and I can tell you what their zip code is. Yeah. Just That's just what it is. So, I don't know. That's just that's how I feel. But yeah, that's the only time somebody in anger where a fight ensued. Has anyone ever tried to blame you for coronavirus? No. <laughs> Isn't there supposedly that was happening? People yeah. were mad at the Chinese. They were mad at Asians. And there was like stop Asian hate on people's profiles. I remember that. I remember. I, I don't know. I'm not. You there's know, actually you're not a, in there is a rise of Asian hate. I mean, there's the violence against them has gone up. Okay. But the interesting stat is it's not white people. Yeah. I've seen that. It's, it's African Americans. And so, but people don't understand that. And so, what? what why is that? Well, you have a lot of Asians that go into black neighborhoods. And that's where they open their businesses. Yeah. And so now you have a class of cultures. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know. So now you have this. I bring everything back to Thomas Sowell in this one of his essays I read recently. It's called Are Jews Generic? Jews are known for owning businesses all across the world, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not just Jews who are like that, though. Indians. Mm-hmm. Different, different groups of Asians. Not all Asians, but different Asian. I think it's South... Um, Southwest Asian countries, for some reason, have more entrepreneurial people. And I may be butchering that, but it's specific groups of people who own the businesses. And that's been the case for many hundreds of years. I think like close to a thousand years, it can be documented. Certain groups own the businesses. Indians own subways. Yeah, they sub- do. They own gas stations. They own hotels. Yeah, I mean, it's not coincidental. They, 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 they teach their family. This is how you do it. And my dad's teaching me about the health insurance industry. That's, yeah. that's how people do shit. Um, yeah. So Are Jews Generic is the title of his essay. And it just talks about not only that certain people do it, but that his, throughout history, it's not just socialist revolutions that turn on the haves, the, the business owners. Just naturally... People despise the people who own businesses and shit. Yeah, yeah. So they kind of turn on them. There was a thing in, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, it wasn't Uganda, but it was somewhere in Africa. Maybe you got Idi Amin? 
I think it was it. Was, was that yeah. Uganda? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was the they said the most of the businesses were owned by like Pakistanis. Okay. Mm. You know, like it was a big huge and they it was like a a migrant kind of kind of when you think about the way of like the the white people in South America. Like they'd been there for 100 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of them during that that's who they attacked and they they shut down they they sent them they, they just kicked them, them out. Idiot kicked mean. Them out, took all took all the businesses. Mm-hmm. And uh they said they just crumbled because the people yeah, the, were, shockingly the economy <laughs> crumbled. Yeah, because yeah, like they were like in and they said they sent them to Pakistan. Yeah. Like it'd be like you know, and it's people who hadn't even lived back in Pakistan yeah. for generations. You got to go back to Pakistan. Yeah, you got to go back to Pakistan with nothing. Yeah, you're broke now. Or we're gonna to kill you, and they yeah. killed some of them. Yeah, yeah, and I was just like, geez, you know. But you're right. Like a lot of people do that. And, you know, I've heard that about like Jewish people too. It's like big in the business, and then they actually help each other out too it's like a family oh yeah very mm-hmm. tight-knit family yeah and with like the bar misfits and stuff like you might get a hundred grand just crazy you shit, might yeah. get it you know if, I, if i'm your uncle and i'm doing well and you're having a mm-hmm. bar mitzvah i might throw you 10 g's if i can spare it you know what i'm saying it, it, and, and then you can use that to go to college or yeah. you know really helps out but you know we kind of go back to that to where you were talking about like the father thing you know the fatherless homes. That's that's very important for that type of stuff. For business and ownership, not not even like handing you the the teaching you, just teaching you to be like this is how you run a business. You know, I mean, I know I learned a lot from my dad. Oh, your dad's like, a good example of it. Yeah, and just be like, he okay, taught you how to do your current he profession. Me, he taught me how to do it, and you know, he, first he taught me how to do it, and then he taught me how to like the business side. Sure, like okay, don't you know, like get your money. You know, like. How to ha- actual business stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like bidding a job, and you know, like what do you a do? lot of that stuff. I like concrete block. That's right. Sure, but like you guys are interesting because, um, and I don't want to overstate this. Didn't some, whether it's you or some, uh, either of your brothers, maybe not even graduate from high school? I didn't graduate from high school. Okay, I got yeah. a GED, and you're not broke. I'm not broke. Okay, so that's a, a cool. I, well, to me too, I was like, I was not a good student, and yeah. I just thought I was like smarter than my teachers, which is not a good way to be. Yeah, well, I mean, I was just like, this is dumb, you yeah. know, I, you know, like, I mean, I'm doing all right. I mean, I uh, I, I, I probably should have been a lawyer, maybe, would be <laughs> out in the hot sun, but, <laughs> but like, you know, as far as that's concerned, you really need that, you know, in your life, you know, a good example of sure. like, okay, you, you go to work, you go to work and you, whatever it is you do, you know, you, you go to work and make money, take care of the family and you learn that. From your father a lot. Yeah. You know, and people it's important. need that in their life. Cubans, a lot of business owners in Havana, prior to 1959, Fidel Castro, everybody took over. They were like, communists now, we're taking all your businesses, fuck you rich people. So they had trained all these kids, like you're describing, how to run businesses and shit. And then all of a sudden they passed this visa thing where the adults are not allowed to leave the country, but the kids are. Real weird. So Operation Peter Pan, called Pedro Pan, allowed, I think, 14,000 kids to come from Cuba in 1961 to the United States. Hmm. So an interesting case study. A lot of those kids left, went to the United States. A lot of them reconciled with their families. But my my point of this is they learned entrepreneurial shit from their parents. Then they got separated from them. And you look at those Peter Pan kids now – fucking business owners. Jeff Bezos was raised by one. I mean, they're like okay. some brilliant entrepreneurial people. 
And it's not because they got shit handed to them. Yeah. It's because they were taught some industrious or, you know, entrepreneurial type skills. Just yeah. basic principles, that type stuff. I mean, it was a interesting case study. Guys, I enjoyed today's episode. We probably need to wrap things up. Before we do, is there anything you guys would like to like to mention? Shout out to Isaiah Ferguson for his big win. Yeah, I'm happy about that. Isaiah you know, is BJ's younger brother. How much older are you than uh, Isaiah? I'm 11 years older. So well, I'm a lot older. The Fighting Fergusons, BJ's the oldest. Yep. His youngest brother, Josh, actually uh, was on the... Well, Josh is the next one down. Yeah, I'm sorry, not youngest. His middle, middle yeah. brother. Yeah. Um, there's four of you boys. Yeah, I have my brother Eli, too. Okay, so Josh is the second. Eli's the youngest? Eli's the youngest. Okay. Yeah, the youngest. He's the baby of the whole family. Okay, but Josh uh, and BJ were on the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. What? I lost it. Season 14. Season 14. What year was that? I lost to get in. I think it was like, I don't know. It might have been 2012, 2013. Okay. It's a blur. Josh had a little bit more success. You know, I'm like, what year? I'll I'll be thinking something like, that's five years ago. And I thought it was like 10, you know, yeah. Josh had a little bit more success than you did. Yeah, yeah. He he made it to get in. Yeah, made it. He got a few UFC fights. But the third, so the youngest of the three fighters is Isaiah. And he just turned 30 years old. Now nine and three is a pro. Yeah. It's time to... You know, this we is want to kinda, get on the contender. Okay, That's yeah. What we'd rather go. For. Realistically, good sitting shot. at nine and three and as a pro, he lost one split decision to Nathan Manis. That's doing good. He's doing very well. You know, he's three and one in the UFC. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think so. This is kind of the I think the moment for Isaiah. Get a shot. Yeah, he's got to get a shot. That's that's all it comes down to. Is you got to get a shot. Sure. And then take it from there. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Tim, you have anything you like to promote? Um, Lexit. Yep. What's that? It's uh, the Latin exit from the Democratic Party. Don't care if you go Republican or Independent or Libertarian. Now I'm starting to learn a lot more about Libertarianism. Mm-hmm. But um, I just think that the uh, Democratic Party, uh, just they've left, especially Latinos. Latinos very family-oriented people. Yeah. I just, there's nothing there that, correlates for me anymore so very uh adamant about that good stuff once again i want to thank both you guys for coming on uh thank everyone for tuning into the kelly patrick show of course we will have another episode out soon